0: Hey, what's going on, my BMX nerd friends? Welcome back to Canoe Knows, brought to you by Dig. Did you know it's brought to you by Dig? Shout out, Dig. If you're watching on Dig's YouTube, you better smash that like button and hit subscribe because I said so. Uh this week on the show we got Eric Ballman. Eric Ballman is freaking awesome, and I've known him for longer than pretty much everybody in BMX world. But and I've never really sat down and like talked to him like this for this long. So hope you enjoy this episode of so hope so hope you enjoy this episode. Here's Eric Ballman. Okay, we're podcasting Eric. Hi Eric Ballman. Is this are we doing it? Is yeah. this is this live? It's live. Holy shit, this is weird. It's not live, but we're recording. Okay. So uh what's your
1: fir- full name? Eric What Ballman? Eric Wayne Ballman. Wayne. Yes. After your dad? My dad's first name is Wayne. Uh, his middle name is Clifford. So but he goes by Cliff.
0: He actually has a crazy story. Yeah let's go into that actually what is what is wayne wayne ballman's story
1: uh wayne ballman is my dad um i don't know where, where do we start with them? What, what do you mean like what
0: how was your childhood how'd you get into bmx was oh wayne involved in
1: the bmx no obsession? um i i didn't start off like uh like my family wasn't into sports at all and like, like his his brothers were into like baseball and like stuff like that but um I just, I, I think I, I got into riding BMX because I was riding my mountain bike down the street. And it really was like this one moment in time where I was just like riding my mountain bike. and am like, I could do this for like the rest of my life. And nice. it was like literally like those words that like kept me going for some reason. And that was like the drive to like keep going. And I just loved being on my bike riding around. Like it's, it was just fun. How old were you at this point? Um, Probably like... like f- let's say like sixth grade fifth or sixth grade I'd I'd say 11 12 yeah and then I got um I bought my first it was actually because I went to uh when I started going to middle school we'd all ride our bikes to school and I'm like I can't ride this ugly ass mountain bike it's like cheesy and it's like dorky so I saved up money and I bought my first bike it was a, a mongoose outer limit it was like chrome with like yellow stickers and I was like super pumped on it. I bought it from Walmart um and then I went to riding to middle school. Uh, I learned how to bunny hop and I would literally just like, I got so stoked. That I would just literally just bunny hop, like the whole way right. there <laughs> and all my friends would make fun of me. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I learned this and I just like, was just so stoked to be able to do it. I like to bunny hop. Yeah. It's good. And so, yeah, I would bunny hop all the way to school. Um, I, the first BMXer that I ever met was Nick Chest. shout out to Nick Schest. Um He had the specialized, um, what was the TJ Lavin, the fat boy frame, I believe. Um, and I was super stoked to, to see that bike. And I think he might've shown me like a magazine. And that was the first time I ever saw like a BMX magazine. And I was like, holy crap. Like this is is, the nineties
0: or the early two thousands.
1: This is late nineties. Okay. Yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, I didn't, I started high school in 99. So this would have been like 97, 98. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's this how I got into it. I uh, was riding around with Nick and uh, some friends around around school. Um, and then it wasn't up until like high school is like when I really, really got into it. And um, my dad could tell that I was like super into it. He actually, um, we were out in California for something and we stopped by this bike shop and I'm like, this bike is so freaking cool. Uh, and he went back out there and he came home and he's like, hey, something's in the backyard nice we'll go check it out and i look. i turned the corner and it was a haro dave mira flare sick um complete bike i remember this it came stock with left side drive it was like the first bike to come and they called it lsd back then it wasn't lhd it was left yeah. side drive not left hand drive and um i yeah it that's just where it all started it came with pegs and everything i started to learn like how to grind and oh, yeah that's just like where i never off.
0: thought about that the I- LSD versus LHD when, I wonder when that change happened and why because they were that's like, we don't con- want to be associated that, yeah with that's LSD. too controversial <laughs> yeah.
1: but it I'm pretty sure like Haro like it was labeled as LSD but I think I, I, it was gaining popularity I'm assuming Haro was you know X games was it was yeah. like a mainstream thing no like, drugs you, you can't say that yeah um so I, yeah I think they shortly uh switch it so over. you've been
0: LHd from the beginning.
1: Pretty much yeah ever since i was actually riding and like grinding stuff because i didn't have pegs on my mongoose or anything like that
0: what high school did you go to
1: i went to horizon high school have i ridden there i feel like i've ridden at the place there's that really mu- there's really not much there to do at all um where is it 56th and greenway okay 56th street and greenway roger yeah
0: maybe i haven't ridden there who knows
1: um but also near PV high school that's what we rode there a lot um the PV skate park when that opened up that was like years later um but I just oh when I learned peg chinks I would just peg chink every single curb on the way to school like same thing um I was just so obsessed with BMX uh got the dance comp mags and just like obsessing over all the parts and like uh all the all the magazines like you would just anticipate the next month so much because yeah. you're like, what? What's what's new? I can't wait to see the next thing because there wasn't any social media. There wasn't, yep. you know, there was um, video tapes and stuff like that. But DVDs were not at that point. um And actually, my first VHS tape was the standard. Um, it was standard country. Nice. And it was that between standard country or the, um, fuck was it? It's the Dave Mira Nyquist, like the Miracle Boy versus or something, I forget what it was called. Miracle Whip? No. I gotta look it up. It was it was um you can you can we can pull it up later. But it was like the Miracle Boy versus uh Nyquist or something like that. And it was like it was either that or Standard Country. And I'm like, I'm gonna go with this. I don't know like who someone must have recommended it and I think they might have said like oh like uh one of the locals is is in it. And I'm like, oh cool. I it. and that was the Gons. The Gons was in it. Yeah. And When I watched that, and I'm like, this, like, I started seeing spots that were around here local, and just seeing that he was uh, in Arizona, just like, was so much more inspiring. Like, oh, like it it was relatable. Um, And so I, the Gons was like the first writer I, I started to like follow. Yeah. But that quickly led into um, Rat Boy. He was a huge influence because again, he was local. Him, Smoker Dave, the whole like Sombra crew. Yeah. um, Watching all those videos growing up. Uh, all the local like street riders all brakeless all like progressing BMX and away I, I didn't know they were progressing but it's just when I was watching I'm like man This is so much cooler. Yeah, Than seeing like the The X game stuff. It was like too corporatey for me I didn't really like that and I really liked like the street like it's more relatable. Yeah. Yeah, it's like oh I could do that I could like go right down the street and like try to grind this like little ledge or this little curb like exactly versus like
0: <clears throat> airing out of a, a half pipe 10 feet. And it's just like, I'm never going to do that, but I can do a big chink off of a curb. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You've all, you have always been that obsessed practice energizer bunny. I can only imagine you pedaling to school and literally bunny hopping the whole time. With yeah. your backpack on. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with like inverts and everything, every trick that you learned, I think that, that I've seen you just go in circles and obsess and it works out. There's some clips that we filmed that took, you know, Three different days and yeah,
1: four hours each I'm, session. I'm not consistent. work guys. <laughs> what you see might have taken hours, uh, if not like you know thousands of tries. But speaking of that, I, that makes me think of because so
0: the one I'm thinking of is in mediocre 180 Smith cab manual 360 manual 180. That was like a three day type mission. But your ender in volume, what's the name of those shorter videos that you had a split with the like, volume one. Yeah. Volume one and your last clip over. On oh, I think, those, I think mine was mani-pads. volume
1: two. I think I was in two, volume yeah. two. I was like what me was and Josh you Clemens. Had to work?
0: Yeah. What was the clip you had to work for the hardest there? Was it the banger? The like just Manny pad, 180 backer's mail, half cab mail. That one, one, that
1: one I was struggling. I don't know what was taking me so long. That's something I, I feel like I could have done typically, but I was, if you can see at the end of it, I was like drenched in sweat and I was just so exhausted. I literally like, crashed into like there's like this like chain link fence and like my foot got stuck in it nice. <laughs> and M- Mastroni was filming me and he didn't even realize until like after you stopped I'm like my foot's stuck he's like oh shit because he, ju- he was on top of the roof so he had to like yeah. jump down and like help me get out um <laughs> but yeah there there's there's quite a few things that have taken me a long time to learn and um that was you know mediocre was definitely the I think that one took me the longest to learn yeah that was a crazy one besides uh well actually tail whips i just learned one
0: yeah dude i yeah. saw that That was pretty hype for
1: you yeah that's your first one ever first one and it lasted, last last time i tried it I, i'm like i'm afraid to try another one because i'm like it just felt so good and yeah. i just wanted to like all right i'm good Let's i landed go. one tail whip <laughs> but that was my goal for like the longest time just like i have to like land at least one yeah i was How going long? woodward i could land him like in foam pits but like sketchily yeah and then i could always just one foot and then I could just i was never getting the bars underneath my knees enough
0: so what happened how'd you land it at age 37 36.
1: 36. um what happened was i was riding with dustin orm he were he yeah. he's a tail whipper and longtime best friend love dustin shout out to him uh he gave me some advice that um it was really funny how he explained it he's like it's like a bird stalking the prey like you got to get your like legs up yeah and I was like, okay. He's like, he's like, but you can like foot jam tail whip, and you can like foot plant tail whip. I'm like, yeah, all the time because I like my feet are on the ground, and then I can like jump back in, or like my foot's in the in the tire, and then it swings back around, and I can jump on. For some reason, I can do those like no problem, but like a tail whip's different. And he's like, just imagine yourself doing uh like a foot plant, like a foot jam tail whip when you're in the air. I'm like, oh, okay. And so when you go to do that you you lean forward and you like you push like your 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 foot and your tire and you lean more over the bars and so because of that that little bit of like a small minute like degree of like motion like pushing myself a little bit more forward brought the center of gravity right like underneath me and it was able to spin around and like yeah get beneath me because i could always spin it around it's never the problem it's just i would always spin it and like land. Land. yeah like like super far out so uh, shout out to Dustin for helping me land that. Congrats uh, after 24 years of riding. 20
0: years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> finally awesome. landed one. Hell yeah. Uh, let's go back to States, stay towards the beginning, I guess. Like, how'd you link up with Ryan Chadwick and like, I think I got work was my first exposure to you or maybe even a web video with Kyle Carlson or something, but the scene in Arizona back, back then, what was, uh, what was your introduction into it? How'd you meet Chadwick? I'm what in... happens after you get standard country and all that like take me through that
1: uh okay so back through yeah we through high school I'm riding uh just with my friends I have a bunch of I have so many like old VHS uh like cassette tapes um I took my dad's camera out and I would just like film everything and so I have a bunch of old footage that I've been meaning to go through but that's what like me and my high school friends would do we just go out after school and just go ride all the time and just like film and um, just try to improve and uh just meeting up random kids in 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 the area. And um it eventually ran into Ryan Chadwick and Sam Burroughs and Dustin Orham, I think all three of them at the same time. There's a the So cat- just through writing, not through like anything else? Just no. like met up at a spot randomly. There's no social media. There's no yeah. like there's no Facebook, there's no MySpace, there's no like you just you meet people by either going to an event, which there weren't events Uh, I mean, there were a couple of events, but, um, it was just going out and riding street or going to the skate park. And if you met somebody, that's how you would meet people. Mm -hmm. So we, um, me and my friends, I I I don't even know who was there at the time, but we went to the cactus ditch Yeah, and they were, they're riding it because like Dustin lives right down the street from there. Sam lived down the street from there. Like that was like closer to their, to their houses. And we just bumped into them and that's just how we met and I don't know like exactly what happened after that like we like instantly bonded or something like that i think like oh like you guys are cool like when you guys like where do you guys ride uh like what are your spots like I'm, i'm assuming that's what happened and just from there just like uh meeting up we probably swapped like phone numbers or something like that and yeah um just went out and and rode this is on a nokia or a sidekick at this point do you remember? This was before I didn't have a cell phone, actually. So, landlines? Well, land maybe, lines? no. Well, maybe just before. I got my first cell phone when I turned 16. Like, which, which phone was it? It was a Nokia brick. It was like, this, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. the snake game on it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it wasn't until I actually I had a job that they my parents were like, okay, we can get you a phone. All right, you like, can have a phone, kid. Yeah.
0: And now kids are getting them at, like, 10 years old, and they have mm-hmm. access to porn yeah, immediately. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I just saw a video of those, one of those Nokia brick phones being, one of those hydraulic uh, compressor things that destroys things, and it suppressed like twelve hundred tons of pressure. Like it was the, the strongest <laughs> phone of all time. Like I'm sure. we, we took those things Dude, for granted. Yeah,
1: those things were bricks. They could handle anything. They were amazing. I remember playing Snake on the early cell phones. Nice. Um, yeah, I had, no, it was, it was it was I met them before cell phones because I remember Sam driving us places because he's the oldest and he was able, he was allowed to to drive and so like I remember him taking us places to spots and stuff like that and nice, um good so, old yeah. Sam yes. we miss Sam Sam Burroughs shout out to Sam
0: how how old would you say you are at this point and which era of Eric
1: Bauman are we talking about long hair bandana this, chainless. this uh, is my um high school this is 13 14 years old probably 14 I think is when I met them so like I think end of freshman year sophomore year is when I met them this is me just what like did you look like just shaggy hair okay. just like just like re- wearing BMX clothes um, yeah I don't yeah what kind just of BMX like, clothes do you remember specifically yeah. um I feel like I didn't have what was like my first I don't remember
0: which fan, like what company were you a fan of in high school? Um, so that's what sticks with you. I, I feel like the, I, re, I still remember this shit that I was like stoked on when I was 16, more than, you know, mm-hmm. the stuff that I was stoked on five years ago.
1: Yeah. Um, well it was standard for sure because yeah. Rapboy. boy, Rat boy, I had my first aftermarket part was a standard STEM. Nice. I replaced that for, I didn't need a new STEM, but I just replaced it because yeah. I, I needed a new STEM and I also got, um, uh standard 4 piece bars um and OG yeah and i yeah the standard was like the first company but i don't remember having too much standard apparel it was more just like parts yeah um and then my first frame ever my first like actual frame like b- besides the haro cuz i was a complete was the uh kink uh freebird Shout out kink kink
0: freebird whose was that sure yeah that
1: was the first i had literally like i had pre-ordered it and I get like literally just came out I saw it in some magazine and I'm like this thing looks so freaking cool and I forget there's some geometry difference Uh, Ryan will have to uh give us some input on that but um I do remember it being this like in my head at least it was like some type of like brown groundbreaking type of like I don't know if it was the weight it was like oh my god it's like five pounds or like yeah. six pounds five it was like, pounds was light back then yeah and it was yeah. like this like oh my it's like one of the lightest frames something like that and, and I, don't, I don't know i just i just fell in love with it and i i ordered it through rage cycles um damn i miss that shop are they still around they're still around okay they're they moved. they're on um thomas and 64th street yeah they i remember when i was in so the Used should be on biking. thomas in, in scottsdale yeah. yeah and they had like this little dirt thing in the back yeah. uh yeah that was like super fun so yeah. i would go there uh rap boy was it's like sponsored by Rage, uh, that's where he do all his stuff uh for, with and. Huh,
0: I wish I could be there at Rage to watch Rat boy ride in the backyard. That would have been cool. Dude, it's crazy. Like yeah. just
1: it, just hanging out at the bike shop, and then like Rat boy comes in and he there's actually this one there's there's, there's a, a story and he came in and he had this like his seat was just thrashed. It's just like totally destroyed. Is this it's like the 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 Dave Mira seat the big fat one yeah. but it was a SDG yeah branded one and they it was just like destroyed and I'm like hey can I have that and he's just like no I'm like no <laughs> <laughs> I was like damn it I was like so excited to, to try like have something that was his but yeah. um uh that's like the Scottsdale scene like we would go to the Wedge all the time was that your first time interaction with Ratboy? Boy first interaction can I have that
0: um when and what was he like because I see I've talked to him now but I I obviously didn't
1: know him back then like what was he what was he like he was just doing his own thing he didn't he wasn't like really didn't come up and talk. I mean we were kids I don't know why how he'd come up like hey how's it going guys like yeah but that's how I am I don't I'll go to the skate park and I hope people don't think that like I don't like them but like yeah I'm just like like, I give him a head nod and I yeah. I don't I'm just not the big in your like, own little world yeah and that's what he would do and I I don't know exactly the first time I met him but um there were times where I think it was probably at the wedge when he was he'd be riding the wedge and just like being destroyed just destroying it yeah um manualing all the way up from the top like yeah. where that big bank is all yep. the way down acro- the- up the wedge across the wedge and like we were blown away. And there's even a clip of my friend saying like, that's the longest fucking manual I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like we were all blown away. And then he would just do shit. Like he would just jump the entire wedge and that's not easy. And yeah. so like he would just jump it or he like he'd do no footage can. I have footage of him supermanning the wedge. Damn. By himself. Wow. No one around, yeah. just us. And like, he's just like casually Superman the fucking wedge.
0: We need that clip. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's 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 insane. Um. <laughs> So yeah, that those first few interactions with him, he's again, he was just in his own world. He's just doing his thing. He's just so focused on the riding and the and progressing. And um, yeah, I, I never Zong had really. So Dan, he was obsessed. That's, yeah, he'd that's come in, he'd is, come yeah. in, ride, and then just leave. And that's we'd... you. <laughs> you you got yeah. that. You got that yeah. same spirit. Exactly. You
0: were talking about the manuals, and I would still like. I can remember. I'm not that impressed by them anymore because I've done them for 20 years, but like at the beginning of getting into BMX, just holding a manual is like, whoa, you can do that? That seems so insane and impossible. And then I would ride around the neighborhood and yeah. just pull up and practice. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you did the same thing. Just I was just about to say, <clears throat> I done. learned yeah, I
1: manual all the way to school. Like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's a good, It's like a timeless, cool trick that- I could. I've told people this before. If if I could die manualing just like off a cliff, just like into an oblivion, <laughs> I'd just be happy. Like I could just manual for Profound. the rest of my life. Yeah, I, and I love it. I I could I, I challenge myself to manual around skate parks all the time. Yeah, um, if it's a new skate park, but like how can I manual around this entire thing? So you didn't do the racing growing up? Never did racing. Um, it was like very. It actually kind of was like dirt jumps, like little there was this lot by our house that had these like little uh, jumps that people made. And so I guess that was like my first um, real experience with BMX, I think, was actually like more of like dirt. And like kind of like little like- Little baby jumps. Like little baby dirt jumps, yeah. Not actual like doubles, but like just like little mounds. Yeah, And I think that's like where it really started.
0: That show is exciting. Just riding a little dirt mound when you're 16 or 15 or however old, is so exciting. Just like catching air. I remember it's I hurt myself before basketball practice one time at my little dirt jump thing, and I swore off dirt jumps. I was like, I'm never touching dirt jumps again. And then I kept, kind of kept that promise, dude. I've never hit dirt jumps since. But yeah,
1: <laughs> I was never a big dirt jumper. I the, I don't know what it. It's just the consistency of it. I just I couldn't.
0: It's very uncomfortable for me to be in the air. That weightless feeling that you get. It, scares the shit out of me i'd rather just balance or do you know yeah i like, I like to stay tricks. low to the ground yeah. for sure <laughs> but that's not that's not always been the case for you like you did 540 to disaster in one of your parts you can
1: air out and tabletop pretty so pretty damn high that that part of me came later and i think that was right around the end of high school um so this would be i graduated 2004 and this is when the the park scene really started to explode in BMX. This okay. is like um, Road Fools, uh, like nine, I uh, don't know, was it eight? There's one where they went to like, like around a bunch of like indoor skate parks. Um, this is when, uh, there's just like a lot of ramp footage, I remember, just yeah. like a lot of like ramps, ramps. The Midwest footage. scene was big. Yeah, I was gonna say Midwest, yeah. like the the good old like manual to Nowhere 180, was yep. like huge, was huge. Um, and that was just like the thing, like, um, over ice picks on like, lots of
0: spine tricks, street spines, street spines,
1: uh, hitch and posts were like huge, like the, the sub rails basically. Um, and that's kind of where my writing went a little bit. Um, and this is where, um, I would say, well, after rat boy, I watched Jason ends. That was my next big thing. It was ends watching him in little devil um, criminal mischief was just like mind blowing. I was like, Oh my God. Like I just loved his style so much. Like his tables, he was four pegs, grinded both sides. Um, and so I was really big into that. Um, I actually kind of like dressed, I I found a blue volume hat at one point or it was like a demolition hat or something like that. And I remember wearing it because I wanted to look like (laughs) ends because he wore, he wore like a blue backwards hat and like black hoodie and stuff. And, yeah what was it
0: about ends versus anybody else in the video
1: i think it was just i don't know i I just really liked his style he i really like his tables his the some of the shit that he was doing was just i don't know it was like street tech he wasn't a big park guy as far as like airing high like if you see old footage of him he really started out with like front brakes, like doing all the nose pick stuff and like the uh um toothpick that's kind of what i think
0: of when i think of jason Ends
1: and now you see him like there. he's got all those old vintage bikes and he's riding and he's like have you seen them dude he has these super old vintage bikes and he rides the crap out of them it, it doesn't just sit there and he doesn't polish them like he goes out puts like a huge bash guard on the thing and like and and rides his ramps at his house and just like That's destroys dope. them yeah which um,
0: leads me to ask you have a vintage bike collection do you not or did you get rid of it
1: i still have them they're they're just they're vintage um Mountain bikes. So you're talking. He Jason has vintage BMX bikes. Vintage BMX bikes. That's pretty yeah. gangster. Yeah.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's stick on that because I I that was a cool hobby that I think. So you and I were roommates. I don't know three or four. Fuck. Five years. Four years ago.
1: Yeah, something like that. Uh,
0: and then after I left, you started a vintage road, vintage mountain bike. Uh, I don't know. Restoration fixer upper project. Yeah. That was pretty cool. What's the, uh, what got you into that? I got,
1: I got into that just because I don't know. I came across something where, um, just something on Instagram or something like that, like someone having like these, these old bikes. I'm like, this just looks so cool. I don't know why I just like was really into them. And, um, I was just looking for a hobby, something else to do. And so I, I fixed up a bike and sold it to my a friend at work. Um, did that like a, a couple times. Um, and then I just started like amassing this collection of all these bikes, just going on offer up Craigslist yeah. and buying them for like 40, 50 bucks. Cause everyone's like, eh, this old piece of shit. Like who's yeah. going to want this? Um, and the coolest one I have, I think is the, there's a Hutch mountain bike, which Hutch was like super big in the early eighties as a BMX company. Yeah. Um, like Hutch parts is like, they're really expensive, like OG parts. And I didn't even know they made a mountain bike. And I saw this, and I'm like, what the fuck? a Hutch mountain bike. And so I swooped that up, but. How much did
0: you pay for it? And how much is it worth fixed up? Gary V would be so proud of you going around, finding these deals and (laughs) fixing them up and
1: hustling. Um, I think the guy, the guy said he knew like what it was worth. And I looked it up and I think one was like selling for like 900 bucks. Wow. But I I bought it for like 300, but that was still, I don't know if I'll get. You still have it, you don't wanna sell it. I still have it, I might sell it, I don't know. I really have no like need for it yeah but even if even if i got my money back like i'm not doing it to like make money i just yeah you are
0: you're gonna be a millionaire restoring vintage (laughs) bicycles dude don't lie it's all about the money
1: no (laughs) i mean yeah it would be nice to and i made some money off off of the couple bikes that i sold but um it was just uh i think i got into it and that's when i we my wife and i giselle we started to renovate our house and that just like took the back burner because we were like we gutted our entire house like did everything in like six months and so when we got out of it, we were still like moving back into the house, and then summer was coming, and like I don't want to work on, I don't want to work in the garage, like working, wrenching on bikes, like scrubbing the crap out of them, and yeah, in the in the summer it's way too hot, so I just I just put that again, put on it the, on pause, put it on pause, and then shortly after that is when I got uh, hired with Pace, yeah, and that just took over my life, so like there's just been no time to, to to work on these things, so they're just sitting in my backyard. We got some cool vintage bikes for sale. If you're looking for a hutch, <laughs> hit up air vomit. <laughs> so hutch, I got a couple GTs. GTs. Uh, I got a bike that actually folds in half. That's like super cool. That is pretty cool. It, it was actually um, uh, pitched back in the day that it can fit in uh, like the back of your like BMW. Like you could like fold it. And, oh, like, fancy. There. Yeah, was, <laughs> that <was> nice.
0: <laughs> it's good marketing. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned GT and that brought back fond memories. Um, was that your first
1: sponsor? GT was my very first sponsor.
0: That's yes. crazy. Yeah. All right, well, let's rewind. Before getting sponsored, you did, I got work. Let's talk about, I, guess I got you, work.
1: Yeah, I guess you could say my first sponsor was Core Bikes. Yeah, true, yeah. And they were a local uh, BMX shop. It was actually he, uh, Ryan, worked at Rage. And then he went on to, he's like, I'm gonna open my own shop and do uh, ex- like downhill mountain bikes and um and bmx stuff so we opened up core it was only like a couple miles away from that other shop but um opened that up was and... there drama there was it like fuck you guys i'm gonna go up, run my own shit do i don't you, know do the you know history the i don't know the story behind it I'm, I'm sure there might be something there but i i don't know uh i just know that the scene kind of like that was like the first like bmx specific shop well yeah. no there was gordy's because gordy's was on the west side. They were really big into racing. Right, like they were yeah. like big racing, like uh, f- like heavy type of shop. Um, but then on the east side there wasn't anything. So that's where Core came in. Yeah, and all of us east side boys. Uh, that's, east side boys. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that's where we hung out. It was uh, close to the wedge, and so it was just like a spot that we all uh, hung around.
0: Yeah, which is dope. And then eventually Core Bikes Presents, I Got Work.
1: Yeah, and so Chadwick being... uh, So Ryan Chadwick went to school, was in film class, really into in creating videos. And he would film us uh, throughout the years. And he came up with an idea of creating a video for for Core. And Ryan was stoked on the idea. Both Ryans uh, were stoked on the idea. And so we just started to go out and film and stack footage. And I don't know the exact time frame which that whole video took to film. I would say probably like two years or something. 2003
0: to 2005, maybe a little bit later than that, 2004 to
1: no, 2006? Mm, I can say, I, I don't even remember when it came I out. I
0: remember just being able to drive. So I'm 15 or 16 to I go say, to the premiere. I
1: would say 2005.
0: That, that sounds about right.
1: 2005 or six. Yeah that was like yeah that was like the yeah it would have been 2005 or 2006 I believe yeah
0: and there was a premiere in the garage was it it was wasn't that even their garage it was, yeah, like, it, was it was like it was like door. a
1: random like there's it was like a, a there's like big shop bay that I think some guys that worked on cars there let him use That's so you, They're like yeah, yeah we'll just clear out our shit and, and you guys can have it um like this weekend so we went there like it was like a Saturday or something and had it projected and yeah it was it was really cool to to actually see something that you made in front of like everybody to watch it yeah. at the same time and like see it on the big screen. It's like, wow, oh, this is cool. Like we All made this. Homies, yeah. yeah,
0: so sick. That changed my life. That premiere. That was the first BMX premiere that I had ever been to. I'm trying to remember if it was before or after a Happy Medium. I think it was before. And I it, it was me and Cleon and maybe somebody else. I can't remember. But we came out from. Well, I was a West Side Boy, and we came out mm-hmm. and we saw the. I got work and I was like, holy shit, and I just fell in love with Lufa and you. <laughs> Lufa's writing was so cool and the the video all together, I was just like, oh, wow, I want to do that. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, and then core I got work. Did core did the whole series? There's two? Three? Yeah, th- there were two. We, two. There
1: was uh the the name of the the video actually became because everyone was we would try to go film. I'm like, "Hey, do you want to film today?" And sorry, like, I got "Sorry, work. sorry, I got work." Yeah. And that's how, like, Ryan came up with the uh, the idea of the name. It's because everyone was like, oh, sorry, man, I, I got work. And um, so that came out. Super pumped on that. And then shortly after, um, wait, did that? I think that got distributed through, distributed through Sparky's. Or no, maybe it was Dan's. I forget, like, the first I got work might have got distributed through somebody. That's but I definitely know the second one did. Yeah. It got distributed through Sparky's. Um, so the second one came out. We actually did a premiere in a movie theater, um, and that was really, really uh, the cool. The Tempe Cinema Pollock? Yeah. C- mm-hmm. yeah, 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 I yeah. love it. That. Yeah. that was dope. Um, that one was really fun to do, and that was called I Got Work Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. It's just because Chadwick's a Star Wars nerd. Star Wars nerd, loves it. Big time. Mm-hmm. And um, we're if we made a third one, it was gonna be uh, I Got Work Return of the Loofah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that'd be so good. <laughs> But that never came to uh, fruition. I think we all just uh, were going our, our, our own ways or like just was so tied up with work and we just never like s- sat down to like I don't film think, a whole nother Yeah, other it's just,
0: you have to be young and dedicate your entire life to do a full length project. Cause well, honestly, actually, because so uh,
1: Chadwick got hired uh, to work at Sparky's to be their TM videographer after I Got Work 2 came out. Yeah. Because they distributed it, they saw it, And they actually came out, there's a shadow trip, I believe they came to Arizona and they met up with Chadwick and they're like, dude, you're awesome. Like, can you work for us? Yeah, Yeah. come work with us. And so that's how that whole thing happened. That's Um, pretty dope. Yeah, that's how he, uh, uh, that's when he got into shadow. And so that's why there's no, I got work three, honestly, is because he started filming with shadow and doing so much work with them to ultimately leading to what could go wrong.
0: Yeah, what could go wrong? What a masterpiece, what could go wrong is.
1: It was beautiful. Yeah, what's your favorite
0: video of Chadwick's that he's made? Not full length, just any video
1: of all time any video that Chadwick made there's some good ones um like edits yeah, edits included i don't I don't know man there's I mean so many I mean but... I got work or not I got work uh what could go wrong was he put his like heart and soul into that he it was pretty pretty good he put a lot of effort into that he i mean he traveled everywhere he filmed i can't imagine how many hours he filmed like how much how much do you think how many hours are filmed versus how many minutes are used in because a, a yeah. video is like what 45 minutes to,
0: to an hour yeah so maybe a, so and, 60 minutes but you're spending a 10-hour day out riding for two we've, or three years yeah we filmed know? for over
1: an hour yeah thousands of times Yeah.
0: It's pretty crazy. Like yeah. maybe um 4 hours per 10 seconds of footage. Mm-hmm. So add that up and you're at an astronomical hundreds and hundreds of
1: hours, thousands of hours of, condensed into of tapes one of one or hour memory cards or you know whatever. It yeah. was yeah, it was grueling.
0: It sure is grueling.
1: <laughs> you know show you, is, man. You know more than more than uh, the rest, so yeah it was uh i'd say yeah i'd say what could go wrong was probably the best it was like his highest production he put his like his heart and soul into that it was phenomenal it came out on itunes which is really yeah, freaking that cool. Is cool like the fact that we are on I, I can go to itunes right now and like you can download it and buy it and yeah. watch it whatever it's pretty cool and it's pretty cool the only the only ba- uh, downside to that is that uh you had to get everything had to be license free yeah. So like license. the music choice like you can't just like oh like I'm just going to pick whatever song I want. Right. You had um, to
0: reach out to the artists and get them to yeah, sign up. Yeah, which a, actually some agreement. of them
1: like agreed on that. Um like there was um was it um was it Lashawn's part? Was the Com trues Yeah. 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 It's like pretty crazy. That was probably the most popular song I think that was used. And yeah. there's a there's a couple other ones, but yeah, it all the all the All the footage all the writing all those guys are 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 so awesome i love the shadow team super down to earth guys yeah super chill the music thing was
0: interesting because i had to do that when i worked for them too is clear every every single song even for youtube which like was overkill at the time i think it's okay to use it happened it messes with monetization but like i was surprised by how many or how like humble and chill artists are like to the point where I was emailing them a document and saying hey can you please first of all can i use your video or use your song in this video of a bmx it's for sabrosa brand check us out dot, dot blah 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 and then have them find a printer print out the contract sign the contract take a picture of the contract and send me a picture of that signed contract crazy which is you know had i not like docusign existed which is an online <laughs> Signing thing, but I didn't know about it, so I had him do it that way. And I cleared it. it, it was a cool learning experience to like learn how to be a music acquisitions manager. I don't even know the I mean, job isn't title that, of that. Wasn't that one of the hardest parts of making a video? Is
1: finding the song, yeah,
0: 100%. At least one of the most time consuming and like bottleneck parts of it is just like listening to music and being in the right mood and like visualizing Yeah, because you're it.
1: gonna you have all the footage, but it can't go anywhere until you have the song yeah because the song is what sets the theme the tone of that part or that whole video they all have to coincide with each other you can't have something that's like too off-putting like it has to have like a rhythm yeah it's pretty wild it's an art in itself um all right so i got work
0: and then i got work too still no sponsored no hookup from shadow even though chadwick got the shadow before gt or no
1: no i was on gt first because of you Oh really? Tell me more. How did how did that happen? <laughs> so GT, uh, you got on GT because you submitted a video. Um, it was like a contest, like uh, whatever was it the best video or like the coolest? Yeah, it was something.
0: Joint. It was it was called the GT project, and they did it on Vital BMX, and they invited everybody to submit a web video for your chance at getting sponsored by GT bikes. And then I lost. <clears throat> but they were going through all the losers and Chuck the TM was like this kid's got style I like him." and then they they put me on so oh, it was I me in a bunch I of thought like, you uh, won I didn't know you No, lost. I lost <laughs> I, I Got a consolation prize. I've been like, hyping you up. Uh, and yeah. telling everyone you won <laughs> No, cuz there's there's a bunch of park kids like that could do flips and yeah tail whips and all the, all the stuff all That the big stuff. I definitely couldn't do but mm-hmm. I was riding street and filming like street parts at that point And they saw it and they they liked it. So that worked out cool and then I don't remember, so that's why you got to fill me in what happened
1: with you. I don't I... even know. I think I think you you I, th- I think you went to Australia on that trip, and I think it was I, after that trip something. I don't know. I don't know how they came across me or you had mentioned me or talking about the Arizona scene. Um, and maybe they were talking about because you were a free coaster rider, yeah. and maybe they saw me as well because Chuck really liked the free coaster stuff. So I think he just. I don't know, like I don't know if you introduced us or he hit me up. I don't know how that like actually happened. I think it's probably just as simple as like, hey, you guys should hook up Eric too. <laughs> and then, yeah, probably. And, then and they're like, yeah, up. we'll we'll send you a, a frame. And and I I got this uh, complete, uh, not a complete frame, but I got, uh, yeah, I got a frame in the mail. It was uh, white. It was right? white. It was I like my very first one. Uh, and then I got like a black one after that. And I think, I think some other one,
0: I remember cause the white frame is sparking my memory of like, we were just filming. I was just filming like little random montages of friends and it mm-hmm. hadn't turned into serious yet. Like it mediocre wasn't really an idea yet. And then, um, you and I, we, we've, we worked on a video part and then, so you're on GT. We work on a video part together and then shadow The you're no. welcome
1: to shadow. Am I right? No. What happened? So after GT came Stranger. Oh, we, Stranger before Shadow. Stranger was, uh, I think, just before Shadow. Okay. Um, so Stranger comes along, and we, yeah, I think you got picked up. You were picked up by. You were on Stranger before I was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So double layup. Alleyoop. <laughs> 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 you've you've given me three big layups in my life, and so that's. Well, you're I'm beyond grateful for well, all the came, opportunities.
0: You came to my 16th or 17th or 18th. 18th 18th birthday party at my parents' house in Peoria when I remember that that was fun. 24. I was around or yeah, so, a bunch was of cool. 18 year olds.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm like three years old. It wasn't that big of an age group, but yeah, uh, gap, but it, but.
0: It, meant, it meant it was cool because you were the only like BMX friend from the other side of town that actually came out. It was really cool.
1: Yeah, it was dope. Yeah, yeah. The pool party, trampoline. I remember. That's yeah that's wild <laughs> <laughs> okay so then jog my memory word so then you i don't know how you got in in connection with stranger was I, it charlie uh stranger came through rich or rich directly i think um but that was because you were i,
0: I did the tcu internship and i stayed the oss house at the oss house with rich and all that's those guys that, catfish okay. and adam mm-hmm. and then i uh, talked to rich a little bit and got to know him a little bit, and then. I guess it it was it felt pretty random. I think at one point, Rich just sent a text or a phone call of just like, "You guys should just come ride for Stranger." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's way Stranger was way cooler than GT." Yeah, to in our opinion, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that started happening, and like we learned, it is it's just what you make it. I don't know, like it, it's not like. You get handed everything on a silver platter you get a free bike and then maybe you get to travel sometimes but it, it's mm-hmm. just up to you to make videos and that's kind of i think what we started doing which is kind of crazy to think about so
1: yeah i think if, if you're not out there riding and filming the stuff to and like making things like uh, companies aren't going to see you as like oh like yeah you're a good writer but like how do i even know you exist like yeah you have to show your basically your job history like these are the tricks i've done this is my style um and obviously your personality goes a long way people don't want it like some some jerk to to be on their team yeah but um i i think yeah the fact that i mean i thank you and chadwick a lot as well for being like to for filming all my stuff because without you guys without any filmer there's no me there's just me like riding around um and so, like, it's weird
0: how that works because not everybody has like a local filmer who's obsessed with filming and trying to get better. It's, yeah,
1: it, it's, it's rare. And, um, but I think, that, I think there, there definitely needs to be more filmers out there, but it, it's like a harmonious thing. You have to find someone who's passionate with filming and someone who's passionate with writing. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like you, you, me, and Chadwick, like, I, I got into like the filming stuff later. But it was definitely like we love doing both. Yeah, it wasn't just like one or the other. It's like I love doing both. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. You're actually like the memory. So first of all,
0: one side note is. Getting good at filming gives you a leg up against everybody in this new modern economy as far as like making making money goes outside of BMX. Like everybody wants video, everybody wants...
1: Everything's digital now.
0: Content. So like if you're out there and you're listening and you're BMX person thinking about getting into filming, go ahead and do that and then you'll thank yourself later. Anyway, so Mm -hmm. uh, GT happens and then we... Leave GT for Stranger because I don't I don't know why, but because Stranger's cooler. And now I remember People versus Things, the footage in that that I filmed of you. You're on your white frame, and it's like, <laughs> look at on my white frame. Sh- back? You were on your white frame for at least one clip in that video. Uh, the, Herrera's, the, the Herrera's the burrito ledges off. Oh like yeah, eighty mm-hmm. fifth, eighty yeah. third, and something. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that clip specifically and uh the charlie edit of oh look at eric <laughs> from uh, uh billy madison yeah, yeah it was pretty good Solid. so then is that what sparked like what happens after that does that move the needle for you at all people vicious things
1: i think um yeah, I think that was like uh, actually making a web video. I think that's when web videos were, I mean, cause you, no, well, you made the the TCU summer internship video. Yeah, and you had a part in that. And I was, had a part in that, I think. And um, you were on the way fan. that's
0: GT days. Yeah. For sure.
1: And um, I, I guess just like seeing, like making videos and making that content, I'm like, I, that's what I love to do. I love to be around people who make content and, and create things and to like show like put to put all this hard work and to show like what you guys created it's just like an artistic way
0: that was a Uh, cool one dude gabe brooks gabe brooks man joey mata eric Bauman. Gabe Brooks um, literally told me, he's like, there, You remind catfish.
1: me of Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> he's like, You Bill Nye, science guy, motherfucker, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. He thought I was like straight up, like, just super white, nerdy dude. Which Rest in I, peace. I did. Rest am. in peace, Gabe Brooks. Damn. Yeah, man, that's sad. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, what a trip. Bill Nye. <laughs> Bill Nye, motherfucker. um And then. Yeah, writing for Stranger, and then that's when uh, Chadwick started working for Shadow. He was talking to them about me and was like, "Hey, like, would you want to be on like Flow with Shadow?" I'm like, "Dude, yeah, love it, what, love to." Like, and that's when we got together and filmed the intro or not the Welcome to um, the infamous uh, LMFAO song, sexy, and I know it. <laughs> It's a beautiful piece of work I'll tell it's a you. masterpiece without that song it's nothing it really just isn't kidding. no and everyone was on the fence i i wasn't sure of it ronnie didn't like it ronnie's like nope. no yeah and you're like sure didn't like it nobody liked it no one did because it's fucking element and when that when those guys came out when that song came out like that song had just come out yeah and everyone's like these corny motherfuckers like yeah. what is this but you understood that that is gains not popularity but like attention and it's like it's just like it set it apart from other videos that were just like either rap or like rock or like you know metal it was like wait what's this song and it kind of just like set it apart um and it's really fun to edit to the beat
0: and just like the timing of like you landing every single every literally literally everything in that video is timed out to the music like and then they said no change the song and so i just kind of dropped a different song in there and I was like well, here you go and then they were like ah, all right fine let's go let's go with and I was like yes yeah so we, I get, don't care if we, got, hate we got we got their, their approval uh, yeah.
1: and yeah that went up and that was I think that really started to push my career actually into BMX is like getting picked up by shadow and now I was like writing for a stranger and shadow and I was just like anytime I've like ever been uh, been like sponsored or like flowed things. Like I just, I rep them like super hard. Yeah, yeah. because I mean, that's what you're here for. You're here, it, it, you gotta understand that every single BMX company is here to make money. They're not mm. here to just be your friends. Like at the end of the day, they're here to make money. And if you're not a rider that is promoting uh, what they do to sell their products, like what's the point? It's like, we want you because you're a good rider, so you can show off our parts and like people wanna, you know, people wanna be like Mike, like Michael Jordan. Yeah. I want to be like N so I'm going to like be like Rap Boy so I'm going to buy all standard stuff like same yeah. thing but how would I know that Rap Boy wrote all standard stuff is because he would wear standard and stuff
0: and all the stickers and everything yeah repping you yeah know? yeah um that's an interesting topic because there's kids they're not kids like sponsored writers that barely rep like I, I actually I don't know but there's, I would say that there's like that too cool to wear the sponsored shirt type attitude uh, amongst a, a, a bunch of sponsored dudes. Mm. Uh, and that's an interesting topic. Like, what would you say? Like if, I,
1: I don't know. That's- I think teach their own, I think that's your, if you want to be that way, that's fine. But for me, in my perspective, I'm going to try to represent the brand as much as I can. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work, uh, I'm going to do my job and because I feel like that's what my job is is that I'm a spokesperson for their brand and so I have to represent their brand I have to uh, represent their parts I have to recommend their parts um, and I have loved all the parts that I've written I've just never anything I've disliked I've never like I I'm not writing these yeah you know I've I've heard of kids like I don't like these grips I'm not gonna write them yeah it's like but now you're writing someone else's company and that's not us and it was like Seeing stuff like that was always, like, didn't make sense to me. I was like, I'll ride whatever you give me. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Um, And I was never the one to take advantage of the parts. I would always, like, ride stuff until it breaks. I was never like, I need another wheel. it's like, I just gave you one, like, two months ago.
0: So, yeah, that's a common hustle. Oh, yeah, people, yeah, would, like, get a a
1: new frame and and sell the old one or something like that. I, um, yeah, I rode everything until it pretty much broke, so.
0: What were you doing for, so, like, during the, I guess "sexy and I know it." Period, or the people versus things. Were you working at Cornish Pasty at um, that point, or still McDonald's? What, <laughs> what's your job history? Eric? It's, it's like it, it's it's a short list, right? It's not it's
1: not too long. No, it's yeah. I, I'm I, I hang around for a while. I'm a my first job was McDonald's. It's so my first job when I was um, I think even before I was 16, like might have been like 15 and three quarters or something, like almost when I was 16. I think I think you could. I think you can work at that time. Yeah, Maybe I, I was a busboy when I was 15 and a half. Um, my sister had worked there, so I got like a word of recommendation. Um, but also, it, I was getting to the point where I was like about to be 16, and my dad's like, you need to find a job. Time to get a job, kid. Yeah, basically. He's like, "You, I'll, I will drive you around. I'll take you to all these places. You will spend the whole day grabbing uh, resumes and you need to find a job by like the end of the month or something like that. And then just McDonald's with the first one and started working there. Um, I worked there for, how'd you feel about working at McDonald's? What was it like? It was, uh, it was fun. I I enjoyed it. I was, um, the, everyone loved me there. Everyone like, because I was just, I just, I don't know. I just liked to work and I was given, uh, I was put into like working the drive through and doing the cash register. Yeah. Um, and my job, like your downtime, is to like make the like pre like pack like the um, Happy Meal bags with like the toy. You like open it up, put the toy in, put another bag in there, open it up, put the toy in. So they basically just be like stacked. Yeah, I um to the point where I filled up the entire break room to the nice. ceiling with Happy <laughs> Meal bags. And the other employees were pissed off at me, like, dude, now I got fucking nothing to do. Yeah. Like, now I look like, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> sorry I went out of my way. Like, that's that's your, that's your problem. Um, and I I don't know, I, I love working there. Um, Dustin worked there with me for a short amount of time. That was yeah. Dustin's first job. Um, and he was the same thing. He was, I would be at the, uh, the, the front like cash register and he'd be at like the takeout where he'd hand people things to the drive-through. And we'd be on our headsets just like, just That's having yeah, having so much fun and just like messing around. And um, uh, just, I remember one time we went in the back and we we're buy- like grabbing a bunch of like sauces and we we're just like joking around and we dropped some and like some ranch spilled on the ground. And Dustin's like, oh, I'm gonna fall. And he actually like slipped and straight <laughs> up like banana peeled it straight to his back in the back freezer at McDonald's. And oh my God, like he <laughs> ate it so
0: bad. He could have got that McDonald's money, dude. Oh yeah,
1: for sure. um. And there's a, a lot of other things that, that were fun there too. Like we would make make our ice cream cones like this fucking tall. Like, yes, and beautiful. just hand them to people, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Like we, would, <laughs> we just like congratulations. Pe- we always we'd double, always hook like... people up. And
0: uh, what's up with uh, the ice cream machine being broken? Is that a real thing?
1: I don't remember that being a thing when I was working there. This was, you know, this was back in the day, and this is, you know, uh, so McDonald's was good. This is like, you know, again, like '98. Right? Yeah, '97, '98.
0: The golden days.
1: Or no, this was. No, that wasn't that early. This was like yeah, early two thousands. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So that was fun. Was there uh, any lessons that you, so much you free on. food? Oh my God! You could you we could get a free meal when we got to work on our break and when we left. That's a lot of free food, free McDonald's. And I was like, dude, this is and Dustin. This took, is awesome. Dustin took advantage of that so <laughs> bad. <laughs> he would get the double quarter pounder, super sized, every single time, every meal, because he was like, well, if it's free, I'm gonna get the. The biggest thing i can get it's logic and he literally got a cholesterol problem like i remember him like saying i went to my doctor and said like your, your cholesterol is like extremely high you yeah, gotta cut stop. back on the on the double quarter pounders supersize <laughs> three times a day yeah <laughs> so that was mcdonald's days and then i actually my first job after that is well, hold when, on before the next job okay. what was what's a lesson you learned from working at
0: mcdonald's a life lesson
1: um a life lesson. I think
0: you actually kind of just said one because uh, the way that other people react when you work hard and it kind of like makes them feel insecure, like a, you know what I mean? Like other people are mad at you for performing well, it's like, that's, that's interesting. You know I just,
1: what I mean? uh, yeah, I, 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 I think I inherently just liked, not like I want to be the best, like in a, uh, a bragging way. I just want to be, I guess, respected. I want people to know that I'm like a responsible, respectable employee. Um, And same as a writer, yeah, I'm an employee, Um, uh, the same thing. I just, I wanna be seen as someone that they can depend on, someone that's gonna do the thing. Um, You work real hard, I'll tell you that. And that's what, I got that work ethic from my parents. Um, My mom was, you know, workaholic, my dad owned businesses. So yeah, they just work.
0: So like, do you think that just rubs off on you or is it like you work hard to try and like get the um, approval of your parents type shit you know what i'm saying
1: it wasn't to, it was i don't know if it was to I, I just think that's how i was i don't know if it was like to make my parents happy i think it was just to like that made me happy to see others be like wow like thanks for doing what you did yeah yeah and so it's like that getting that like uh approval or uh, uh respect validation, yeah, validation. et cetera. Yeah. yeah yeah Dope. So, so i think that's where that came from that's a good life
0: lesson all right what's that what's after mcdonald's workplace
1: um then i go into this is after high school so i work at mcdonald's for two years until i like turn 18 all my friends are moving to tempe to go to college i didn't go to college it freaked me out i am like i don't know what i'm doing this sounds like way too much money i'm afraid to dive into it and the next year like i don't want to do this smart so i was like i'm just gonna go work so i just basically just dived into the workforce and my very first job was working at Toys R Us. Being, no shit, being a bike assembler. Nice. So I assembled all the complete bikes, like the yeah. Barbie bikes yeah. and like, uh, oh, West Coast Choppers. That TV show was super huge. So those yeah. big like chopper bikes. yeah We'd assemble. Like people were buying those up like crazy back then. They're such pieces of crap, but um, that's why I'd they be were hot. I'd be in the back just like building bikes. Um, and then shortly after that is when I got an opportunity to work at Industrial mm-hmm and then that's where my job at industrial um for the long i worked at industrial for the longest time does uh, industrial still exist no they went under a few years ago industrial ride shop industrial ride shop was like the first local az skate shop i mean don't i'm not a skater don't quote me on that i make cowtown was probably around before that i know the um was the place by the wedge sidewalk surfer sidewalk surfers like the like they, they've been around since like the 70s or something like that yeah um but yeah, I started working at industrial. I I think uh, shout out to Badger. I think Badger put in the word for me. Nice. I believe that's Casey Badger. Casey Badger. Um, I, I believe he sent me a recommendation uh, that like they were needing someone to work in the warehouse, and I'm like, okay, cool. Nice. So which I actually loved because working in the warehouse was so much better than working in the storefront because they were in like multiple malls and stuff like that. Yeah. And I got to just work in the warehouse where they had just started this like um, they had online shipping. Um, and so I would just, you know, pack orders every day and ship them out. And so I was that's just got to be back in the warehouse, you know, all day. And that's, uh, I was there long enough to become like the, you know, I was like the warehouse manager. And I just, yeah, worked there for like, s- the ranks. like six years, I think. That's dope. Yeah.
0: That's so crazy to think about back then. Cause I don't know what, what this is 2008 or nine or.
1: this is probably like uh, 2005,
0: six. And that's early like the mail order type shit where you can Yeah, it was it was pretty online Yeah, it was pretty it it's pretty
1: early on. Um and our biggest competitor was uh CCS which they're still like I Yeah, CCS is still going on. Huh? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um they beat you. Yeah, I mean, that you we couldn't compete with them. It's just like Was
0: industrial big cuz I feel like why
1: why do I feel like it's a nationwide or worldwide thing? We it started in Arizona on Thunderbird and the Road. Um right Scottsdale, no thunderbird and hayden i believe
0: just as a regular skate shop
1: as just a, a small skate shop yeah and then um, they
0: got into the mail order and did well and opened a warehouse
1: mm-hmm. and well they had the warehouse to um for all their um all their stores so like all the shipments like you know pallets and pallets of shoes and clothes would come in yeah all of our staff would would be tagging them putting the like the clothes tags on them like 899 1099 yeah. all that crap and then they would box those up and disperse them to the store and then we'd have a driver go around to all the stores around the valley and disperse all Drop that stuff. It all off. yeah. But we, the, the online store was separate. We had a separate warehouse, so like on the same block, um, like a couple doors down, the online store was its own thing. We had our own inventory and so everything that there was specifically in on, or on our online store.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. That's crazy. And back then, like, building a website wasn't easy like it is now where you have, like, Squarespace and Wix and all that. No, we had a guy
1: in-house that was, like, a a web designer that would constantly be, like, updating things. And he was literally an actual web, like, in-house web designer. Now they're just, like, yeah, everything's pretty much automated. It's, like, those, I'm sure they can make it. And then it's just, like, all right, let's set it for It's pretty crazy
0: to think about how much shit has changed even just since then. All right, so then after industrial, I'm guessing Cornish?
1: Yeah, shortly after. Oh, actually, no. So, uh, so industrial was next. After industrial, well, during industrial, I got my first job uh, at a pizza shop. So I started working at Hungry Howie's on the side, work industrial in the morning, hustle pizzas at night. Nice. And I did that for uh, I think I think Howie's for it wasn't the longest time. I think it was like six months or something. Maybe maybe a year. I think it was like six months to a year and then i moved on to i worked at venezia's oh okay huh i didn't yeah. know you worked at Venezia's. I worked That's at venezia's cool. and i worked i worked legendary at, pizza spot yeah here in arizona. venezia's uh literally the best pizza in arizona yeah. hands down love it um it was back when they they were small it's like this it little like tiny before they expanded sick worked there uh same thing worked at night and um so yeah again you were so, hustling so yeah. like a nine to
0: five in industrial and then a five to 10 at yeah. like Venezia's. Yeah. And where are you living in that house in Tempe, that small little studio at this point? No, or at that point at I was,
1: I, we bounced around. So at first house, um, we lived at, well, when I first got out, out of high school, I lived with my sister. Next year after that, when her lease was up, Sam Burrows moved in. Sam was like my first actual roommate. Yeah. Um, then Sam and I, and then Sam actually went to um, Sam, me, Sam Chadwick. There's a couple of people. Um, Tyler, another friend, Tyler, our other friend, Matt. And then, um, so there were five people living in this house on Broadway. It's got the Broadway house. It was like literally faced uh, Broadway. Yeah. And then Brandon ended up moving into our hallway. There was this like little nook in our hallway. And he set I've up shop. I heard about this. Yeah. I put up curtains. And yeah. he, he lived in that spot. Um that's and, how a video gets done all the boys live together yeah you when you have a bmx out. house yeah. and like you know filmer's there all the writers are there i mean that's like really like the, the epitome of like the i got work too that's like where everything was filmed before.
0: yeah that's the recipe yeah that's awesome
1: um yeah and then after that after uh venezia's it was then on to i think pasty came up shortly after that started in passing 2010 is this when it was a hallway or had they expanded a it was little a hallway. bit?
0: That's so crazy, dude. And now they think I mean, of we, spots all over Sam's the place.
1: Sam's brother found Pasty. He was the first one to find Pasty. And he introduced it to us. He's like, you gotta check out this spot. And we used to go down there when it was literally just this, it was Dean back there just working, you know, there'd be like three, one three people. Yeah. And they would make it to order. What do you want? A pilgrim, okay. They like would literally assemble it. Wow. Throw it in the oven. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. Yeah,
1: Um, And it was just, yeah, the food is amazing. What is a pasty for people? Oh, so a Cornish pasty is a, it's essentially like a, um, it's a handheld, well, I'll I'll say it like, so Dean the owner doesn't like to call it like this, but it's essentially like a, it's a gourmet hot pocket. Yep. Um, But how I would explain to my my customers was it's like a handheld pot pie. It's like an entire meal wrapped up in light flaky pastry Similar looking to a calzone or like an empanada. Yeah. It's got the little crimps. So good. Yeah, it's so good. It's an yeah. entire meal like, they they weigh a pound, so it's like it's a gut yeah. buster. It'll fill you up. Yeah. Um yeah, I worked there. Um because Sam uh, Sam had worked there and I've been wanting to work there. I think I think Frank Frank Parks worked there as well. Shout out Frank. Frank, uh, yeah, shout out Frank. Uh, Casey Badger worked there, and like the homies, were, like we're getting jobs All the cool there. Cool kids, we're working at. And I'm like, dude, I want to work there too. This place is cool. And yeah. they're like, sorry, we only have like five people, and we don't need any more people. Yeah, but it was actually um, Sam had gotten a job working for Stolen, and he was going to be moving. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you want to take my spot? Essentially, I'm like, okay, nice. So that's how I got into working at Passy was taking over Sam's position. Um, and I just started working there and for, I ended up working there for 11 and a half years.
0: That's so crazy. Yeah,
1: so I started the little mini, tiny hole in the wall. Uh, you can barely walk past anybody to then expanding once, expanding again to opening up multiple locations all around the valley. It's, and it's then really grown.
0: going statewide or to Vegas. And I know there's some
1: on the East Coast Yeah, there's two too. in Vegas. There's like one in Boston. So uh, crazy. Yeah. I took Jessica there on her last night in
0: town Tuesday and uh she was talking mad shit, just like she knows about pasties in general and she's like, I make batter pasties and then I took her there and she's like, Holy shit, this is the best place. You, ever. Yeah, they're yeah. they're
1: no joke. Um Yeah. This is the it, first
0: time I've had the OG one. I've never had the the Augie. The Augie. The, Auggie. the it, and I was like, Oh wow, this is what
1: like this is the whole restaurant mm-hmm. right here. That that gravy is, is what makes it. It's a yeah. red wine gravy. It's amazing. It's fantastic. So fantastic. So, yeah, I just I was working there. I started to, um, you know, just uh, work in the kitchen. I became a kitchen manager, you know, um, became an assistant manager, a GM to a bartender to, you know, I did all the things. So, yeah. I just stuck around for a long time until... Um, I remember you settled into
0: bartending. You found, like, the managing
1: was too stressful or not didn't pay
0: enough and then... Yeah, managing like you, was was stressful bartending, uh,
1: bartending you make you make really good money your hours are way less there's way like you clock out and you're done yeah you don't like have to deal with employees and the schedule and yeah all that stuff which like i'm not the best person at that stuff of like actual like managerial tasks as far as like planning things out and scheduling and like typing things in yep. um and so like just doing the work like being the bartender you know i, I just I luckily fell into that position as well. Um, we they opened up a new location in Phoenix, and the two bartenders were going over to the new like oh we want to go the new Phoenix store. I'm like, sweet, can I have your bar shifts? Yeah, like, okay, sure. And I I got those bar shifts, and um, that was that's the position that really like started to open me up, open me up as a person
0: because you had to talk to the customers. I had to, I had to talk to people. Yeah
1: people might not well you, pr- you probably do know if you've met me i'm not a talker yeah nor do i talk uh, like a lot like i could i could we could drive to a skate park right now and i could say not one word the entire time yeah. it'd be fine do you have an inner monologue yeah
0: yeah because i just learned that some people don't like, i've heard that too i'm like yeah. that's impossible that how. seems fucking insane to yeah. me just like um what? so yeah the,
1: the bar <laughs> shift yeah the working there it really opened me up and i was like you know interacting with people and conversating with people i was like oh my god it's like a whole new world i didn't know yeah because i was always so quiet and so timid and little eric comes out of his shell yeah i came out of my shell then and um yeah you were you
0: have always been just like a kind of go with the flow and whenever it comes to like all right what spot do we want to ride you never were like i, I never had I anything planned here, yeah. out
1: never you you'd hated me for that you're like where are we going i'm like i don't know you're like we're not going anywhere until you give me a spot. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember me saying that? I'm pretty sure you did that. I'm pretty sure you like, I remember
0: the fun part of it being like, all right, I bet Eric could do this here. I'm going to take him here and see if, see if he'll do it
1: and paint a picture
0: with your talent
1: on. Yeah, I can't, I've never been the person that's like, let's plan out what tricks I want to do. Let's like, I have this list of things. There were times where they were like that, but it's mainly like I just like to ad lib. I like to just like ride around or we go to spot. And then like, then that's like what sparks my creativity. Right, yeah. I can't pre plan. There's it.
0: nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. You know? So everybody has their own like style of doing shit. I am the opposite though. I want to plan it and go. And I think, do you remember a half cab invert or half cab table into the bell banks? I'm pretty sure that I had that like planned for you. Let, yeah let yeah, it you it yeah you did you
1: said oh you got to do this here i'm like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Dude. There's, a, there's quite a few tricks that have been done based, based off of other people's suggestions for sure yeah uh, again because i don't i don't always come up with my tricks i'm a very just like in the moment ad lib yeah. kind of like depends on the day i might think of something new that i never thought of i i don't sit at home and like dream of tricks
0: I you think know that- who else was like that is matt ray matt ray is so talented but he like didn't have like an eye and then he came out for the skeleton crew video and i just like if, if i feel like a bmx coach sometimes you know like all right mm-hmm. here's the spot and here's what you should do and blah blah blah.
1: that's fun i you pushed him i remember you specifically pushing him like i know that you're this talented you need to try this yeah let's, and, and let's he was like a five bar down the yeah he like and i think he would question a little bit but like no dude you got this and like you i think he opened up because matt was a park guy right
0: yeah he was a park guy and you sure.
1: you changed him into street
0: I think he wanted to be he was like becoming street but yeah yeah. Essentially I think he filmed you, I, his first real street part. Yeah, basically. I think I think
1: you kinda of like pushed him and um that was really cool to see. Stoked on that. Yeah.
0: And stoked on the shit that we did too, you know? It's crazy. The amount of filming that I've spent I've spent more hours behind the camera pointing at you than probably you're up there of like the amount of people or amount of time that I've spent filming <laughs> people. Which is wild. I, I don't doubt it. And you were one of my biggest influences let's go back to like i guess earlier days like I, I mentioned the stages of eric and one of those stages was chainless and sprocketless what ooh what the hell was that and that was in the ooh, i got worked one that. days that yeah. was
1: when free coasters had like kind of just come out as a thing where people were using them and this in federal i think was the first one to come out is just the federal free coaster and it was like I remember $200 and I'm like I what? $200 and I was like I can't afford that so I'm like you know what I'm just gonna I, w- I want to just test it out so here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna take off my chain I'm gonna take off my sprocket and I'm just gonna see how it goes because I was already brakeless and it's essentially yeah it's like, this, I'm like oh my god I'll, I'll just thing. try it out and so I did that for I think six months um, I was literally pushing everywhere and that was actually a style uh not really a style but it's a thing like Def paul uh was doing yeah he was doing that too yeah Uh he was like
0: he would would do the swerve like the yeah yeah
1: i think it might have even been like the bruce chrisman ian schwartz uh swervy
0: type style is that what
1: you're talking about no just the free coaster i think like maybe that's like that era was like just coming out right and that's why i'm like i wanted the free coaster so uh, yeah i just took it off just because i was cheap and i didn't want to pay for a free coaster so there's a clip that's in my mind of you like it's
0: in your I got work part, and you're just like literally pushing like a scooter towards the long brick staircase. and yeah, ASU. Yeah, no, ASU. Oh, a- that clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Push, 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 and then 360. We filmed, set. we yeah. filmed it, and then Chad was like, "Go back, and I want to film you like a B-roll of you pushing." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, th- that was my. There was a, a short amount of time where I did that, and actually, my cranks would spin so much because there's nothing to hold it back. Yeah. So I had to take out my bottom bracket. And put a grip flange over the the spacer huh over the spindle from... so there would be a little bit of drag yeah so yeah I, I cut out a grip flange and put it in my bottom bracket and so like there's a little bit of drag so they wouldn't like spin so fast yeah yeah
0: that's wild what was like I because I there's a total difference between what I did on a free coaster with using pedal pressure and just like the free coasting because you learned how to like faking manual into and using momentum into a mm-hmm. 540 cab, mm-hmm. which I could, I can't, still can't fathom, can't wrap my head around that shit. It's so weird, but it's all, it's all just body weight. It's like
1: positioning. Yeah. So.
0: That's, uh, what, I mean, let's see, I don't know what, and then fuck, where do you go from there? What you, I remember you rocking
1: bandanas, chainless, sprocketless, uh, yeah, I think that was, um, again, this was like early 2000s. This is when the kind of like, uh, you know, scene, emo, indie kind of tight like. Tight jeans. Tight je- like girl jeans. Uh, you know, yep. everyone was buying girl jeans. You go to uh, the thrift store and, and buy Sevens. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Seven is a brand. It's like a, a nice jean that the girls would wear. And, I thought it was a size. Uh, no, yeah, Sevens. Um,
0: i was like i think i'm too big for sevens dude. and
1: um and yeah everyone was wearing and like you'd have like bell because they were fucking girl pants so you like literally have like bell bottoms and yeah. shit but um and some some guys would cut them and like and sew them back up so they'd be tapered but um that was uh that kind of like that um that scene where i had like a studded belt um had like the chains I, hanging I, off
0: the belt or the keys hanging off the belt the key
1: keychain. i still yeah i still to this day do that um and that's where that came from—the carabiner on the on the yeah. on the belt loop. Um, also, the what was I going to say? Oh, that, I right out of high school, I I pierced my lip, so that was like super cool. Yeah, I, I was like, I'm <laughs> on my own. I could do whatever I want. And I I again, me being a cheap ass, I pierced my own lip with nice. a sewing needle. Wow, I don't makes sense to me knowing you because yeah. you're frugal. But <laughs> 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 I was like, I know, I forget. It was like. 50 bucks or something i'm like i'm not spending 50 i can just do this shit myself (laughs) nice and i um i got yeah just like a sewing needle and just oh my god it it was the first there's like two layers of your skin like this part is like softer but this inside is super thick and like i could not get it through the second part yeah so it finally popped through and then the hardest part wasn't even that it was getting the ring because i just this microscopic hole yeah, now you got to force this, shove big old this ring huge old yeah. ring in it, and then, so like my lip was all fat and bruised because I literally just like jammed it in there, and everyone was making fun of me. But that's my my. Uh, <laughs> Who's laughing now? I yeah. saved fifty bucks. <laughs> that's my uh, cool kid uh, pierced lip uh, scene. Did you I wasn't tattoos? Did you ever get? I don't have zero tattoos. tattoos. No. Zero tattoos. None. But you did have a lip ring. So I did have. That, that was something. the only thing I had. Yeah, and you
0: got two different. What's it called? Your eye thing? Heterochromia.
1: Heterochromia. Yeah. That's dope. I'm a homochromia. I'm yeah, a homo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Heterochromia. Two, uh, I have one blue and ha- one hazel eye. Why no tattoos? I, I would, I would say it has to go back to the frugalness. I, I'm not spending money on a tattoo. That's fair. And also being the indecisive person and not wanting, not knowing what I want for the rest of my life. Like, I, I, if I make this decision, it's going to be here forever. Yeah um so i was just like i i could never make a a decision and i got to the point where i i I was old not old but i was like well i'm I'm not young anymore like if i made it this long why do i need one right type of thing yeah so i just i just never got a tattoo so
0: yeah because then you get caught here either because i have like one and one and i'm i'm like i'm in between I need to either, I need to go or, you know. Just stay where you're at. Yeah. I think I'm going to go forth and get some more tattoos. Oh, shit. Okay. Tattoos. Aaron Maxwell is out. I just talked to him recently. So he's going to do light works on this leg. Like, oh, shit. Mediocre nice. on this leg. Like, light works. Oh, I like that. It's like a nighttime uh, desert scene or some shit. Yeah. That'll be cool.
1: That's cool. That's a cool idea. <sighs> um, So after the free coaster, yeah, that's when I said. Yeah. free coastering. And that's. I think that's when around the time I met you. Um Three Coaster Buddies. Yeah. And then went into GT went into Stranger, went into Shadow, and then um Drew Hosselton was riding for volume. Yeah. And he recommended me. Um Castillo hit me up and was like, you know, it would be dope if you'd want to ride with us. Like I know you're with Stranger. I'm not trying to like poach or anything, but just like uh you know, just just curious. And um I thought about it and I just I decided to to go with volume I, I am I just liked um, I think what they were doing at the time I think stranger was cool to me at first but then it was a little bit like too much into like the 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 hippie druggie like the kind of like the trippy stuff yeah, and the like psychedelic, the, the psychedelic like stuff and that it. like wasn't necessarily like me as a person mm-hmm I loved everything that they were doing but um I think there were also some, uh, some issues with like, uh, getting parts and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It just wasn't happening. Yeah. It's,
0: it is what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: So, um, so it got picked up by volume. That was super dope. Shout out to Hasselton. You're probably on top of a ice glacier in Alaska Guarantee right now. Guarantee
0: he's not listening
1: to these. No. <laughs> uh, Drew Hasselton is the man and. We love Drew. Yeah. There's a, he's on, he's right over there. Picture. Oh, yeah. That's, was that the, in- that's the intro. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's the same day a, yeah that's when we did that we bonked uh tires we did the 180 The yeah, little yes yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah it got picked up by volume went on a trip with them up to uh up the coast up cali it was, was all... that your first bmx trip because that would be one of my questions is what was the first my first BMX actual trip? bmx like trip from
0: I... a sponsor paid for type
1: mm, ship? i think I it was did some... i think it was shadow denver nice the denver omelets yeah that was a good one that was dope that yeah. was a, that was a good trip that was me ben hucky and simone baby simone that's baby when like, i f- i think i first met simone maybe i met him in vegas uh for interbike yeah i think and then shortly after that we went to we went to denver and um that trip was was awesome man interbike
0: dude just those memories of like actually the whole industry coming together in person for like a whatever it is seminar or mm-hmm. what's that what's that shit even called you know like the, the genre of a meeting or anyway the, convention oh a convention yes exactly yeah and the, just the like the world's largest bike convention me you uh joey mata like going going there one year with joey mata and like walking around the booths and like showing everybody joey's video and then he gets sponsored by sputnik and it was just yeah. it, it's the coolest feeling your bike was the thing like yeah. we
1: because we live so we we're in phoenix and it's only four hours away every year we would go yeah so uh, ever ma- since we could
0: who's a notable person that you met from interbike that you were like holy shit like I was starstruck by yeah mine was Chad Shackelford it's <laughs> like you're Chad Shackelford?
1: Uh, probably like I'll probably Van Homan
0: hell yeah that's a good one, I mean that's obviously. like
1: yeah it's like holy shit um there were a couple others I don't remember that like specifically but you know like it, your first time at interbike and there's all these pros and you're like oh my god there's like fucking there's Taj, there's Corey yeah. Martinez, there's yeah. uh yeah, like all these fucking There's Nathan Williams, he's right over there. Yeah. And, you know, there's Gary Young and here's this yeah. one, and, and there's Garrett Reynolds, like, oh my God. And it was just such a fun time to just go and everyone piles in the car and we all drive up to Vegas for the weekend. Yeah. And Vegas has really good spots. Uh yeah. Mainly skate parks. We would only like road skate we never rode street in Vegas. Um, but I think those maybe well you guys is the your, I think it was like the, the skate park days as well and the crew but. of the
0: homies Just loves you guys love all you guys all love skate parks because
1: the, it, yeah, it's yeah It's a place where we can all get together and crew. we can all have fun. Yeah, uh, it's um, but yeah going to Vegas uh, super fun we would do that every year and we would always sneak in we found we uh, one year we because it wasn't cheap, right? How much was it to get a ticket to get I in? I never paid to get in. You I had to you can't had, remember you had to work had. at a bike shop. You had to like had to have credentials. You couldn't just oh, buy oh, your yeah. way in. Yeah. You had to work at a bike shop. Like this was like business only. This isn't like, "Hey, everyone come hang it. out." It was literally like shops get together, manufacturers get together, and so it's it's a business conference. This wasn't some like, yeah. like like Texas Toast or something like an right. event where people go hang out. You like. got to have a lanyard to get in. Yeah. And so one time I think it was Dustin and I. We were just walking towards the convention, and we saw someone go in. We're like, oh, maybe like let's just follow them. Like, maybe they know like a quicker route, so we did not have to walk all the way around. They, we start going, and we're like down in the fucking basement. We're like, where the fuck are we? Oh my god! Like, and then we, um, we saw some people coming out of these stairs, and we're like, oh, is is it up there? And we walk out open the door and we're just like smack dab in the middle of the entire convention. Like, what? Like this you could just walk into <laughs> cool. this place. Yeah. And so from then on, we would always use we just called it the secret passageway. And we would always just go to Vegas, get the cheapest hotel room we could find, and then just always take that same like route. We'd go underneath the shipping and receiving area up through these stairs and just like smack dab in the middle of the convention. Hustle. frugality knows no limits. <laughs> yes. Well not even frugality again you couldn't you could not get in. What I,
0: I remember GT gave me a pass and that felt really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I forget what the title of it said oh it was pacific cycles that's the company that owns gt they got oh uh, nice. corporate yeah. pass but what was the cheapest uh hotel circus circus it was like i remember motels, it, it, we circus, always said circus.
1: it's like the motel six that was like across the street from the mgm how much was it F- back then 50 i don't bucks know a month or
0: 50, wow month
1: <laughs> 50 months 50 bucks a night probably back then i think it was probably like 30 50. Third, Dude, you could do a lot for like a, a 30 to 50 bucks a night. and we
0: with 200 bucks we would chill. yeah you
1: know, you're, the room's maxed out like everyone's yeah all the beds are full there's like five dudes sleeping on the ground um but we did there was a vegas scene out there as well we would go hang out and stay at their house um yeah. like paul peel and um um i don't think we stayed with mills but we hung out with mills a lot um there's yeah there's a whole what was mills like back then mills was awesome
0: I know he's been through the the ringer and now yeah. he's back and it's cool to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, he was I, th- I think he's the same as he is now. I mean, I don't really I can't remember exactly how he was. Yeah. Like or even how he is now, like how the difference of that is, but no, he was always like a super chill guy and he was like really unique riding. Yeah. Um
0: backflip to manual to nowhere one eighty. I just saw
1: that clip again the other day yeah. on a spine. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, going to Vegas, hang out with all those dudes, inner and just, like, being around a community of people was, like, huge. And I think that's, like, what's missing these days. I just feel like that doesn't, maybe it's because I'm I'm out of it a little bit, but I feel like I don't, there isn't that huge gathering as much anymore. Yeah,
0: like, at least officially. there's. But, like, I just saw the video from the jam that Clausen did in Vegas. That was really cool. Like, they made a whole bunch. Did you see that, the video? Mm-hmm. That was dope yeah and just shit like that needs to happen more often yeah more
1: more jams more get-togethers yeah. like and i think i think there's a, a resurgence coming i think i'm we're seeing more of that in the like the yeah. last couple of years and it's
0: also because we're getting older so we're not young and like trying yeah. to get there's, go to every single event you know yeah, there's probably i think jams. there's a lot there's probably a jam yeah. every every other weekend i yeah. just don't even know about it i know unity out here is doing a bunch of stuff that i haven't been to but i i'm glad that they're actually doing stuff that's cool um who else out here is doing shit
1: like hosting events
0: what was the latest i just know you know the skunk bros are killing it Late, like, they did a yeah, smoker day m- memorial yeah they, they've
1: been having some get-togethers barbecues at the wedge stuff like that yeah. yeah just good wholesome shit. you know it's yeah it's it's what really uh brings everyone together and some something that we all have in common and can relate to and just have fun and
0: it's kind of weird how these these little kid bikes Gives you a family around the entire world. Oh, it's instantly. So I mean,
1: I could go, you could drop me in any city and I could just go to a skate park and like have a friend. Yeah. And like, oh, I'm, I'm in town. and I'm, I'm from Arizona. Like, okay, oh, well, cool. like this is my friend group this is what we're doing. Yep. Like you're instantly just like um, acclimated to like to the the scene. It's yeah. it's it's really cool. I, I noticed that like even going when we would travel to Europe and stuff like that, like how many people you'd meet. And it was just, it's just crazy yeah because it's such a small niche that's like oh you do it too yeah instantly wow. friends like, yeah exactly yeah it's it's pretty and dope. the
0: barrier to entry to like learning tricks is pretty high so like you, if you're hanging out with somebody who can you know do a bunny hop 360 you know that they've put mm-hmm. hours and hours and hours into this thing so you mm-hmm. have that in common which is yeah. interesting but speaking of community and homies coming through and your dad gifting you a bike when you were young remember so my bike got stolen Two years ago now, I think, or a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Will you tell that story?
1: Yeah, you're, I, how did you, get, you got stolen out of your car, right? Yeah, yeah I, well, no, I'm a dummy, oh. and I kept it in my backyard Yeah, here. it's like off the side, and yeah. some, some
0: tweaker Which, probably took honestly, it. Honestly, it's a pretty safe spot, but it's not. So the one time that I leave it out there, yeah. it, uh, it gets swooped.
1: Um, yeah, and so I, I, I made a post. I'm like, hey, Bobby got his uh, bike stolen, um, and this guy... Um, oh shit what's Michael Jimenez Michael yeah because I was like comment, talking, com- yeah, comment. comment donkey I was like I yeah. don't <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like I know people's Instagram names before yeah. I-, I remember their actual name um, he's like hey I got this I have an extra bike like and I'm actually coming through Arizona like I can just I could piece this bike together and, and-, and bring it down I'm like dude that would be fucking amazing
0: my birthday was coming up
1: yeah and I was like dude this is gonna be so cool and he we met up at Chandler Bike Park and he, he's like dude here it is and it was a complete bike I was like oh my god this is dude, so sick. thank you so much like, yeah such a generous person to just like offer up this bike unbelievable yeah Um yeah thanks thank you so much for that that was crazy yeah and then
0: I it was a day or two after my birthday, or on my birthday, and you knocked on my door without me really knowing, and then opened the door, and it was like your dad's trick. There's something out here. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's, there's something out here for you. And over by where my old bike used to be—that's hilarious. Yeah, it's a a, I bike. did the same move. Yeah, like, yeah, like father like son. Yeah, you did the move. Hey,
1: come out here. Look at this thing. Yeah. Like, what, what the hell are you doing here? Is for? this for
0: me? I'm gonna cry. Yeah. Like
1: I got your bike. He's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, yeah. It's a pretty dope bike, and yeah. it's held up held up pretty well. Yeah
0: pretty sweet um so let's i i don't let's see of all the video parts that you filmed what's your favorite hmm.
1: favorite video part um i really like i really liked volume two
0: yeah that was a good one that was a good one because
1: that was that wasn't it was like a mixtape of several people but i wasn't so i had like a, a mixed part in uh, the finer things right with, with Josh with Josh, yeah um, but so this was like kind of like my first like standalone uh, part with them yeah and I really liked that was like my just like my newest clips I think I don't know I, I really liked that part a lot um, yeah. shadow I put a, a ton of work into that that was years of work uh, what could go wrong I really liked a few of the clips in there I think the the bangers one of the ones I was, I was definitely most hyped on the ice up to ice, ice up down. To ice down, yeah. On the wedge rail. Yeah. Um, Ooh, that's a good clip. That's a, yeah. How um, long did that take? Not long, actually. Surprisingly, it didn't take too long. Probably like maybe like an hour at the most. Pretty good. I think like of like getting there like I, I only think I only tried it like maybe like 20 times or something like that
0: that's a crazy one because like looping out at the top and you just sack yourself on the rail like I'm traumatized by that from breaking my tailbone doing mm. that. on an ice pick on I don't, the rail I
1: don't know if I did loop out I probably did at some point but I feel like I've i done so many manuals in my li- in my life and I know the loop out point and so like I can I know what's going to happen I can just like eject really quick and put my foot yeah. on the rail or something like that so I wouldn't like get credit cards. It's a in. hell of
0: a trick. I have, I've only seen maybe a handful of people do it besides you and not even that many. Like that's a, first, do, just doing it on a bank on your tire is hard enough. And then to like make that balance point even smaller and do it on a peg going up. And that's that's pretty pretty substantial, pretty dope.
1: I still think I really love the um, that, um, intro to, or Welcome to Shadow. It's probably still one of my favorites too.
0: The just of the video as a whole?
1: Yeah, i just, I just yeah. The, the writing in that the the fakie table it's like the the yeah, first dude. fakie yeah. table i ever did down a seven stairs yeah stair. and i don't know Super if i've really like good. really even done like a better one than that yeah well
0: no. there's still time for mediocre too <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll get another one in the books
0: yeah i think we can get another fakey table in the books we'll, it's just yeah, a matter we'll, of deciding we'll, we'll get one there in there. there film yeah there's two tapes over there that i need to capture still and like Maybe two that are still full that I need to log. Don't. It's it's on the back burner, you know. But whatever. Um, of all the tricks that you've done, you mentioned the ice up to ice back down and the ficky table. What's a what's your standout like trick single clip that you're most proud of throughout your it was career?
1: It was a clip that Chadwick filmed and it never went anywhere because it was right when it was after. Uh, Nobody uh, has seen it. No, I, it it's come out. I have okay. posted it. Okay. Um, but it was meant to just kind of like stack on, on some clips, uh, stack start stacking clips, and it just never got used. And it got to the point where it, like past beyond the point where like I was still like riding avidly. Yeah. And I asked Chadwick for the um to send those over. He's like, Yeah, I still got them. And it was the it was at the um we called it the Bash's ledge it's now like captives a huge like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's the 180 smith half cab manual 360 switch smith to 180 yeah, 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 yeah. that's a pretty good i one. was stoked on that one yeah. i think i don't know at the time because like shortly after that um alex Donicky came around and started doing all that crazy did one, shit too. Yeah. and i think smiley did one shortly after that um you might have been the first or maybe it was maybe they posted it and that's what triggered me to go back and find the clip or something like that but yeah I, i i'm not gonna say that i was the first one to do it but i I definitely know like in my head i never at the time i never saw anyone do that i'm gonna say you're the first one to do it i'm sitting next to a freaking legend dude i was really surprised that i pulled it off i was not expecting it um i think i was just i was just doing 180 smith something it's, and, you just start spinning, and then whatever. And happens, then I just happens. I just add more <laughs> stuff to it, yeah. <laughs> and Mark Mark Burnett was there, and he he freaked out. Um, that's got to feel good. Yeah, it was it was good. It was he
0: doesn't like, freak out over much, you know. He's a, Mark Burnett. is so good that it's like you got to do something really impressive for Mark. I to guess I freak guess that's, out. yeah.
1: He he freak, he freaked out. Like his, yeah. you'll he's like
0: what the fuck? He's like ah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was freaking out. Yeah, um, I think that's that was the one of the most intricate like good and i don't i just i like that trick a lot it's a hell of a trick
0: i miss that ledge like, i used to film there a lot too cuz i i liked how it ended in a bank and so I would do feeble to hang five and then land in the bank that also. was
1: our our stomping grounds we start we rode the bash's ledge growing up and such a good ledge it was oh like he can grind the bash's ledge damn that's tall that yeah. was like back then like damn like he can he smith the basset bash's ledge yeah Damn, Eric's okay. got hops. Oh. Um, How'd no, you get it, so good at bunny hopping? Uh, Tyson uh, was the one who had the hops back then. He nice. was he was in the, the ledge before anybody else, um, and yeah, uh, that whole area. is where I grew up.
0: Yeah. Uh, so now we're on GT. What happened with volume? Did like did you quit for a while and then re- so what made happened a was
1: so what happened was after the videos came out of uh, finer things. What could go wrong? It was, I was turning 30 and I'm like, I don't, I don't, can't do this for the rest of my life. Like I can't be a professional writer, like something I'm gonna get hurt. Um, I don't know, I was just like, start thinking about my career. I'm like, what, what can I do? Yeah, like do you
0: have health insurance from your sponsors and how much are you making? Yeah, so that's
1: when I started to like, make uh, like a conscious decision. Like what can I do outside of BMX? And I got this idea of like doing photography and i talked to our good friend lear, lear, lear miller miller because um, he was killing it on wedding yeah photography, he was, yeah right? weddings uh bike stuff like because he's into mountain bikes and stuff yeah i asked him you know what a good camera was he's like dude this new sony a6000 just came out it's a perfect like point and shoot camera like it's like mid it's not like a beginner but it's not it's like an intermediate, it's yeah. like a perfect one for you to start out on. It's it's a mirrorless camera, which is like a new thing. back then. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, mirrorless, wow. he's like, yeah, like you, it's budget, like friendly, like you should just get it and start off with that. I highly recommend it. So I dropped in, I bought the camera and lenses and stuff like that. And I just went out and started shooting photos of all my friends who were sp- sponsored riders. Yeah, And the first trip we went on was, it was actually for the premiere of What Could Go Wrong in New York. And I was just taking pictures along the way and we're riding up the Williamsburg Bridge. And I just see, we're about to go in, I just see like the depth of field of like how long the, the bridge was. And I'm like, Simone, could you do like a hop, kickflip or something, like just something like steezy. And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll just hop, I'm like, what you're not going to do a trip he's like no i'm just going to hop i'm like okay fine like yeah i was like i want you to do a trick but then he he did i just underestimated how steezy simone is yeah. and like just the simplest hop but like he made it look so fucking good and i just i snapped the photo and that was the first photo that one of the first photos that i took and then it got published in ride nice it got the end uh like the ender or whatever that's called like the last frame or something like that sick um i i think i submitted it to Zelensky to jeff z yeah and um he's like dude this is awesome um I'll, I'll see what i can do or something like i don't know if he's like yeah Did they
0: pay for photos in the mag? yeah they they must have right when magazines were still going people they, they would you I, would sell I photos. i think to so
1: them. i think yeah i think they might have i like what's the got-
0: first money you make because you you say you drop in and you buy a6000 and all the kits how long until you uh, made your money back? Um, with the camera, you know what I mean.
1: I don't know. That's a good question. Because
0: that's it, that's that's a hard hard hardish thing to make happen is get get paid with the but it's shooting a, photos. Yeah, it's it's
1: hard to make that instant return because it's like you you drop that money and it's like you're not going to see that however much money it is right away. Yeah, it's an investment and it's something that is going to further your skill set in your career later on if i never bought that camera back then i wouldn't be where i'm at today uh with my current job yep. um and so me dropping in on that and just taking like a you know shot in the dark and just like i'm just gonna try this out yeah and i was very fortunate enough to again be around sponsored riders and to know people in the industry and know uh jeff z yeah and people who worked for a ride you know and say hey what do you think of this photo and people are People said I had like a, a naturally good eye, like straight from, and that you was sure like the do. feedback I got right away. I'm like, oh, okay, like maybe I can do this. Cause you're a perfectionist and you have OCD and <laughs> it's the well, beautiful and, thing. Yeah, and I'm a very visual person. So oh. me watching shows, TVs, like, I guess I can just, I can see things visually and just like, oh, this looks good.
0: Yeah, your composition is amazing. So you have a good eye yeah, for so
1: that, that kind of like catapulted my photography and seeing it my photo being published, is like "Oh shit like this is possible like this is cool like people like my stuff so i started doing more with it i started to work with shadow i actually went on a trip we went to california as like a photographer nice i i don't know if i did that with with volume or not was it like a writer slash photographer type deal yeah it was both but i was mainly um mainly photographer and um it was with simone um uh, Jono, I think, was there. <clears throat> and then, Sick. Johnny Ice.
0: Is this when? And Chadwick. Is this <clears> when <throat> the infamous session on the drop with the palm tree where Jono, what, it, Austin Augie, I think, did no, it, was it, it wasn't that trip. It.
1: This was the trip we went to the high school with the bank that, um, that Matt Ray did the cab seven off of. Oh, yeah. And, and he did yeah, the yeah, cab yeah. five bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that shit was crazy. Yeah. Um, wild and um yeah that that's just started my photography career and i started shooting photos. i got a couple photos in magazines um i got the cover of like the hang tag of the complete bikes so Sabrosa is uh LaShawn yep. doing an ice to bar yeah at that flat rail behind the asu um, Flour mill um so every single complete bike for Flour mill what <clears throat> The I'm one across a like people.
0: a rock gap that I never went to. Yeah, no?
1: mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah,
0: I never went to that spot. I no. Never saw it. Anyway, go on.
1: Um, yeah, that was that was that was on every single hang tag, like every complete bike. So if you went to Gordy's and they had like yeah, had you see Eric's five fiction. five, it, five Sebrosos, cool. it like my photos on all of them. Yeah. I'm like, this is pretty cool. Um, got a couple posters, my photos on um a Sunday shirt. Yeah. Um, the Brett Silver one? The Brett Silver one. Yeah, the Toboggan. And that was like, they were in town. They were just riding around, and I just like met up with them and I brought my camera and all He's like he was, Pretty like, sure I was there. So I, can't I, was, I can't remember if he was, if he filmed that or if, I think I just saw through like the little brick. There's like an opening in this, like kind of like yeah, doorway. Just a natural and I think I told him like, because he's just toboggan master you can like yeah toboggan your face off so i was like could you toboggan over this and he's like okay sure and just like the way it looked and it just it came out super dope and i just sent it to sunday and I'm like
0: that's one of the best photos ever it's awesome yeah like yeah.
1: the architecture and the lines and all that stuff like i was like damn this." i is wonder great. i feel like i was living with you mm-hmm. and i got to see
0: you behind the scenes looking at whether it should be black and white or in color and i can't remember i think i was living with you when you shot that anyway
1: I sent it to Sunday with the cuz like the the ledge or like the wall was like orange a, a purple Oh, purple. Okay. And like the sun was hitting where he was at was like kind of orange so I'm like, "Oh, Phoenix sun." I'm like, I thought it was cool. Yeah. But purple and orange are ugly. I disagree. Blue and orange are blue good together. Con- and orange is and good. so yeah. they literally changed the color to blue. Smart. And I was like, "Damn, okay." And I was yeah. like, at first I was like, "Wait, they changed like I, that's not what I sent them. And then I, I'm like, oh, actually, this is fucking amazing. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Whoever whoever at Sunday, maybe it was Walter. Yeah. I don't know if Walter's We've got a good who, eye. Is, yeah. Or something. Well, that's
0: like a common theme in cinema and photography is that uh, actually it's almost like overblown out at this point. But the, the blue orange contrast, the color contrast, they call it. Like you look at the primary colors and then yeah. whatever is opposite. Well, you, you already know.
1: Yeah. Well, skin tones are naturally uh, uh, an orangish hue. Um, whether it's lighter or darker, it's in like the orange range. So naturally blue contrasting behind you. Yeah. That's why the blue behind you on your, on your wall, it looks yeah. fucking great.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, by the way, he shot the cover for, uh, our po- this podcast. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you know? What was the first paid gig outside of, uh, I feel like I BMX? Had that
1: just pulled up recently. Uh, first gig outside of. Yeah. What was it? Um.
0: I remember there was a lot of talking about this. Like, all right, what you and Giselle? Like, what are we gonna? What are we gonna do for photography? Are we gonna be wedding well, photographers? Or are we gonna be well, yeah, so brand I'll, photography? Well, actually,
1: well, I was getting. I did the photography thing like that, and then when I was working at Pasty, I was thinking about. Um, I did. We. I was originally thinking about opening up my own location, and because like, oh, I could do that. Your own
0: Pasty location.
1: Yeah. Okay. But then I was like, "Fuck that! That's too stressful. That's like, a lot. Owning yeah. a restaurant. That sounds like my worst nightmare. I can't do this." And so that's when I was like okay photography like what can we do with this and um, I met uh, my you know my girlfriend at the time we were you know Giselle and I well my wife now but we were dating mm-hmm. we would go out on the hikes and stuff like that and take photos of like you know scenery and things like that and oh, we, yeah you became in nature yeah we did like the, the yeah. nature like kind uh, of travel type of Instagram boyfriend and um, it was fun like we would go out post stuff and I would Knowing how social media works, I would tag the local. Like, if we were up in Sedona, I would tag, like, visit Sedona. Yeah. And, or I would tag, like, the camera that I was using or the bag that was in the, in the, like, I was wearing a backpack. And it, so I would right. tag that. And so, like, I knew brand awareness and I knew how to tag those, um, those companies in those things. And, uh, you know, quite a few of those brands would repost our stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, like, that's cool. interesting. Like the Sedona place like reposted our photo. And then um, there's a, another local company called Keep It Wild. They were all about hiking and traveling. Right, yeah, and like I've they have all that. the clothes and merch and we would tag their stuff. We would buy, we bought their own shirts. We didn't get them for free, but we would wear them in, in, the, in the shots and just tag them in it and they would repost it. So that's yeah. like a way to get recognition as Social a- Social f- media hustle. Yeah. Cause you did kind of, I
0: don't know. I, you know, I haven't been like following your social media, but I know that there was a period of time where you went from like 10,000 to where you're at now, 25, 30,000, maybe more. I'm at and 20. Is that, do you think, do you think that that's where that came from or BMX or where what? did the followers come from? Yeah. What, how did your, I mean, that's a, I think, um, could I think be a goofy question, but it's not like, where did your Instagram growth come from primarily you think?
1: Uh, from, uh, writing. Yeah. Primarily all writers Yeah, from just posting videos, posting photos. Again, I really understood brand awareness. So when I was sponsored by shadow, I would post shadow related things or I would post GT things because I not only knew that I was helping them out, but then they would repost my stuff. Yeah. And so when a bigger brand that has way more followers sees my stuff, like uh, the people following them sees my stuff. Like, oh, this guy's cool. Like, oh, he, oh, it, so it's just like getting that awareness, like seeing, like getting my name out there and my what I can do out there, and so people would see my stuff. Like, oh, I want to follow this guy too. What do you
0: say to people who think that your reels are corny?
1: Um, I, they definitely are. <laughs> <laughs> pump up the jam, pump it up. Yeah, there one hundred. So that was when I I first got into TikTok um, last summer, and I, you know, I was going through this time where I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like this is like before uh, the, the Pace thing and I was working at the, at the bar for so long and I'm like, we just got out of the fucking pandemic and I'm like, what am I, what am I doing? And I was like, I kind of want to just like ride again. I think this would be fun. And Giselle's like, you should do it. Like, I know like you understand how it all works. You should just like jump into it. And so I did and what i did was just like go on on TikTok, watch all the stuff that was like trending um and just reiterate that into my own spin yeah there would be someone like be a really funny viral video of someone playing like basketball let's yeah. say but it's like okay it the joke's there but let me just like turn it into bmx yeah and so that's what i was i was doing i was just like re uh configuring like jokes into relating BMX into those as well. It's yeah. like trying to bridge the gap from mainstream or like your average Joe to like relate to like something that's bike related. Yeah. The one I like the most is the Thor one where you like play it in reverse,
0: but you throw your bike and yeah. then zzz, zzz, the yeah. bike comes to you. I like that one. That's that one took a while one. to film. Um, I and bet, it's... cause you're like, ah, oh, that didn't look right. And then you go down, grab your bike and bring it back up again and then throw yeah, it. Yeah, I had a, I had my GoPro shoved
1: one. in my mouth um to film that and vertically
0: vertically shut
1: no you know what i'm saying no oh well, no maybe no i don't think it was i think i had like a mount like a like a um just like a tripod mount and i had like okay, the mount you, in yeah. my mouth and like that was like facing forward i think it just like cropped in yeah vertically um but that was hard to time i yeah all that stuff like it, it doesn't seem it, it seems easy but it's like it's a whole process but same thing as like going out and learning a trick or doing a, a line yeah it takes a long time and yeah, it's the same it right. thing
0: especially if you know what you were trying to accomplish and you know like, yeah so oh, my, that's my, my it. goal
1: that's f- through that whole time and uh i still do it sometimes but definitely back then was to i wanted to i felt like there was this gap missing as far as like relatability in bmx because if you watch someone doing um like that trick the 180 smith half cab manual 360 smith 180 if you show yeah, that to yeah, like, like your sister she's like oh neat oh cool yeah you didn't know like that how much time and effort and like went into that and How intricate but then if you if you're just like riding down the street and you did a bar spin over a puddle and there was like a cool reflection like oh that's so cool yeah yeah like, so I was like, I feel like there's this, I wanna bridge this gap and I wanna get more people aware of BMX and think that BMX is cool again, because even back to what we were saying before with Dave Mira, yeah, so unrelatable. How the fuck am I gonna air out 20 feet out of this quarter pipe? Yeah. But if this guy's riding down the street doing a little wheelie that like looks cool or yeah. has this like fun, it's like either a comedic skit or there's like a fun beat to it or it's like some like weird TikTok-y viral thing. yeah it's relatable and so I, that's what i was trying to accomplish is like make bmx more relatable to the average person again because i feel like bmx like street is so like niched down into this small little category it's a niche within a niche within a niche that the average yeah. person walking down the street like what 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 do you do yeah. like oh um, you ride little kids bikes <laughs> yeah and so uh, that's what that's my, what my goal was, and I, I feel like I, I was starting to it was a really cool marketing experiment. Yeah, kind of worked. I was growing a lot, but then I got I got the job, working with Pace, and yeah. that's like that's it put a stop to everything.
0: <laughs> no, it didn't. It's you still you still push. I it still out. do it
1: here and there, but I mean, yeah. like
0: it was. You were going hard. You were doing like daily because, challenges like, and Because like being shit. at
1: the bar and like being able to just like work for a few hours and like have the whole rest of my day to like think about like come up with these ideas and go out and film them and and get the angle right and and all that stuff uh it it was time consuming so when i have this like the full-time job with pace because he's yeah especially when it's
0: doing the same thing because you're creating content you know so welcome to welcome to my world my, yeah my job is video my passion is video my, my side and yeah. hobby is video and we do a podcast hello everybody so yeah that's my, my stuff
1: doing. is corny but that's i don't care if you i'm not trying to be the the coolest street like the hip like i'm too cool for you like that's a good attitude i don't care i don't care about that i'm just i'm just trying to be me and just have fun I don't. I think BMX has taken been taken way too seriously over all the years. I mean, even the whole rodeo peanut thing with like the, the you rules. Can't, you yeah. can't land in grass. I think I they remember. Were joking.
0: Th- they were joking, but yes, the it, people took it serious, and then you know, it got the, to the culture. Re- I yeah. remember
1: we, we we're on a there was a volume trip, and I did. And I I was like I've never done this before, and I thought it was fucking crazy. I did one eighty. Before a rail and fakey grinded down a rail. Nice. I'm like, I f- fakey grinded a rail, but I, 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 when I landed out, I landed in the grass and like half cab in the grass. And I remember at the time, Peanut was at its peak, and they were like, you could, like, everyone on the team was just like, they weren't like, yeah. They were just like, you could tell they're like, oh, he landed in grass. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I, I think, I don't Is know. Has that someone- clip seen the light of day? yeah it's in finer things okay it's it made in the dvd yeah but i again i remember because that was peak peanut nobody stoked because he landed in fucking grass yeah i was like but i just fakie grinded down a fucking rail yeah (laughs) um (laughs) so yeah i yeah I, i think um bmx takes things a little bit too serious i think it should be fun again it should be goofy it should be it's creative you should be able to do whatever you want yeah um and you are able th- th- to do whatever you want yeah there shouldn't be rules or guidelines like, i i think um uh seeing people who think outside the box and do things differently um as always have my respect um i mean eric elstrand perfect example yeah I like my God. man
0: he does it to the level where it's like it's not only outside the box but it's like next level talented outside the box it's untouchable he's one of the best of all it's, time it's unreal the, the
1: balance the precision like yeah. you can like 360 foot jam a, a fucking pole like yeah. what the fuck like the and you accuracy. know it never
0: gets old but that's out of the box still like even though a bunch of people have done it is the riding on the milk cart milk crate all the tricks that you can do with a milk crate like yeah. tate does or i'm trying to think of i just saw a clip of somebody doing
1: it trey, trey i yeah. think trey just did one trey just did one today I, yeah like
0: road a quarter and then landed on a crate it's just cool i forget i yeah, don't know exactly just what like, it was just, but it's so sick
1: it, there's there's Trey's a good example it, of it, there's endless the possibilities in, in in bmx and it's it's just so cool to see things uh that were once goofy be really cool like riding on a a a milk crate what the fuck like yeah that's lame but then now it's like oh that's fucking. that the first
0: person you seen do the milk crate shit i think i, I think i saw steven hamilton fuck around with it early in back in the day
1: that's i that is a such a weird i mean that's honestly version. probably been around since like the 80s or something yeah, like that course. but um i think steven hamilton did something like that um but yeah Tate definitely just just blew it out of the water he, he did so many creative things with that yeah um and that, that's honestly like, that's why I really liked being on volume because everyone was so creative. Everyone was such a, a weirdo. Yeah. Like it's me, like a team of Drew, weirdos. Tate, um, Rabon has such a unique style. Mastroni. <clears throat> Mastroni has such a unique, weird style.
0: <clears throat> He's got a resurgence coming back with the, the, the last two pieces he put out, which are fucking awesome. Like, I, yeah, think, just, it's, I think it's two pieces. Just he did...
1: like, the fact that he created spots and like made these like, un- like the amount of time and effort that would take just to go out and find the materials and to build it, and yeah, he's a real and, artist. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's art. Yep, it's writing, BMX art. Makes um, me think of John Mata, um, because John
0: Mata is a spot modern. you saw that post, obviously, where he like modifies a ditch and mm-hmm. op- opens up a brand new spot. I think he's done that for like most of Arizona's like ditch spots and all the, yeah. all the famous spots. Yeah, it's probably
1: like 80% of every Bondo spot you see is probably because yeah. of, of- He
0: has a joke like uh, the famous um, famous super steep bank with the small banks on the side of it and then you go into a tunnel, like mm-hmm. um, Westcott tabletop it. it's a famous skate spot, but John said, that if he put a toll booth on it because he unlocked it he like cleaned it up and made it a spot I and mean, if you he, if he put a toll booth <laughs> he'd be a millionaire at this point oh that's what. amazing that's funny that's a good but yeah there's something liberating about stop giving a fuck what people are thinking about what you're doing and just do what you want to do even and if and i guess like, that's just always been knowledge it's corny i guess that's, that's, that's always better.
1: been me because i got made fun of so much uh when I first started riding, um, because I was like, "Oh, I just dance around on his back tire, yeah. and just like
0: I've made fun of you so just much, just doing,
1: you know, like <laughs> you know, doing this and that, and like it being goofy." I'm like, "I don't know, I just there goes the Energizer Bunny, spinning just, around like a tornado." Yeah, I just liked having fun and not taking it too seriously, and I've never been the biggest like banger trick type of person. Yeah, and it's like I'm just gonna do my own thing. I'm gonna be different and stand out and um, just do my own thing. I had a lot of fun with that. So to bring this that, full circle, <clears throat> you're on GT again.
0: What, how did that happen and what's the plans? Like what's what's going on with that?
1: So um, yeah, so after the photography thing, I, I kind of just like faded away from being sponsored. You know, like I, I wasn't getting paid. I wasn't getting anything. I mean, if I asked them for something, like they you know, would hook me up. There's actually a time where um, my bike got stolen just before my uh bachelor party where we went to woodward damn yeah and my bike got stolen like uh, like three or four like a month before maybe and i'm like i don't have a bike and i hit up castillo and i'm like yo like is it too much to ask like uh, my bike got stolen is there any way like i can get like a discount or something and um like yeah I'll, I'll send you like you know frame fork and bars or whatever like i'll send you like the whole thing. And I was like, Oh my God, thank you so much. It like was the man yeah. like hooked it up. And I think he also understood that like, Oh, it's why I needed it. Cause like my bachelor party and he's like, I think that was maybe like yeah. a wedding gift as well, maybe as well. That's so, dope. um, and then shadow hooked me up with all new like, uh, all parts, things that you need. Yeah. yeah. So I had a brand new bike. Um, but then, so that was like, I think another like two years went by since then. And, um, then i just started to like wanting to get back into writing again and i just i think i had a conversation with z randomly just talking to him about it um i i talked to albert and i talked to demarcus about gt and like how do you like it like cuz albert was on volume was on on gt yeah um no not albert sorry demarcus was on volume went to G- gt tate was on volume went to gt I just asked him like, how do you like it? like, oh, we love it, it's great. Um, Jeff Z's the TM. Yeah, Jeff Z's, uh, you know, the TM. Um, I just, I liked that they were um, doing stuff with like, you know, like the the mountain bikes and stuff like that. And I I saw them like, uh, what Ben was doing was like growing the brand. I, I saw what they were doing. I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. Like I just, so I just hit up Z, I'm like, hey, would you like, would it be cool if I like represented some of the GT stuff? again. And he'd be like, oh dude, that'd be awesome. And so I just, um, uh, they sent me out some stuff and that's kind of, just, it just took off from there. I got, I got, I built up my bike. Uh, and that's when I, again, started d- diving into all the TikTok stuff and just yeah. like being like trying to post every single day. Um, your marketing machine for whatever company you're repping. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And it, it did really good. And a lot of people are like, oh, what tires are those? Those blue tires are sick. Yeah, and like, yeah. Oh, what frame do you ride? And like, Instagram, I feel like people already, you already oh, yeah, you're dude. friends with people who know BMX. Yeah, they already have their own shit. TikTok is like an untapped market. You have these kids who have just started riding who yeah. don't even, like, oh, I I rode my bike yesterday and now I saw this. This is cool. Yeah, and so I saw that's where I also saw the opportunity to dive into TikTok. Is like I want to branch out and reach the masses and try to get kids into riding. Versus trying to make the people who are already pros and good at writing happy. Yeah, I want to get more people into it and experience what I've experienced in my life, and the joy and the gratitude, like the like how fun it is, and like all the places you get to travel and all the things. So I was like, I would, I want to reach a broader audience, and so that's why I did the whole TikTok thing. That's dope. So many kids were asking me like, what frame do you ride? Like, yeah. what how like how what pump d- did you use for the jam yeah, how do you do this or how do you do that and you gotta look at your tiktok let's what are you at uh i think like twenty-one thousand. Sheesh, good for you dude that's awesome but i really stopped i i i think i grew that pretty quick and then it just yeah. it's just been hovering for the longest time because yeah. I, I don't really post that much
0: eric ballman eric, everybody go follow eric ballman on tiktok eric doc, eric dot eric ballman.
1: somehow there's an eric ballman out there i'm like you mother
0: 21.3 ride bikes have fun baby pump up the jam two point you got three million dollar ones that's awesome dollar million, million views that's great
1: yeah i have a yeah there's a couple of viral ones yeah. um and it was just again it's just it's just having fun and it's just trying to get the public to understand bmx and get kids hyped on it um that's all that's all my purpose was is i want to get more kids into it and being the cool guy the guy who's so unrelatable the guy who's like It's just unrelatable to a a 10, 12, 13, 14 year old. Yeah. And so you might think my shit's corny.
0: But a 13 year old doesn't. Or
1: even a 13 year old could, but fuck them. It it doesn't matter. But that's what, again, that's that's what I was trying to appeal to is like, I just want to get kids hyped on BMX. I want to get kids into BMX. And I want to see this industry grow, not be stagnant. Yeah. Cause there, there's there's no growth if you don't if you're not getting the kids into it you're, you're gonna have this shelf life of like the people who are already in it are just gonna be there right yeah
0: that's so, not gonna keep
1: yeah and i think that's where there's such a big surge in like the early 2000s was because it was x games it was you know uh all those like mainstream things are on mtv extreme sports were super big like in the media yeah and now i don't feel like it it's not extreme there. sports isn't mainstream anymore so it's interesting i don't know if like
0: what is mainstream you know like is it because there's no mainstream tv there's more viewers on garrett reynolds instagram than there is on espn and on on any giving night you know like it's a weird weird different there's, there's a shift now every everybody is their own celebrity and it's everybody's in their own little world mm-hmm. bubble but i agree with what you're saying like getting more kids into it is pretty dope that's a cool mission that you got going
1: yeah i just i i I, that's what yeah that's what my goal was i, I think that's something uh it need, is not need.
0: was it's still going <laughs> true yeah like once riding once or twice a week that's all that's all you need yeah I, the I balance yeah
1: I, I just want to see it grow i want to see more kids get into it and just have fun yeah and get kids off the fucking playing video games get kids out of like you know getting into like we, that was the thing like we'd always get kicked out of skate parks by the cops. I'm like, yeah, what so do you want weird. us to do? Like we could so go, weird. we could go behind the fucking yeah. mall and smoke weed or something like spray paint, you know, or, but we're out here being productive and being athletic and like being healthy. Why are you so like hating on it so much?
0: Law is the law. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember that whole ordeal. So there's like Arizona skate parks were like ruthlessly anti-bike for a long time. Now it's kind of chilled out except for a couple of skate parks still don't let, bikes in as it's far taken as a don't.
1: long time but yeah it's 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 getting Either, there but they finally mellowed out and i think it's honestly a generational because the kids that are skating now grew up with riders in their parks already yeah so yeah. they already accepted them whereas back then it was like a very just like black and white it's like you yeah. know night and day you're i'm a skater you're a bmxer we're not supposed to mix yeah you got Remember. any um you got
0: any bmx plans for
1: this year um no plans you know me, I don't have plans. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no plans. Um, I just, I I love to ride. I want to, I w- would love to do it more. I think I'm getting to the point where I'll be able to like have um, more time to actually do it. I think I haven't created enough time for myself. I think I've, you know, uh, just haven't been out there doing it. Yeah. So I just want, I would love to create, you know, more stuff uh whether it's parts or it's just instagram clips or if it's um just riding with other cool people i I love when people come into town and and, yeah and hit me up and and go ride like that like brock did that uh like a month a month ago yeah rode with him super fun um we honestly just talked for the longest time we like barely rode
0: i wish i could have met up with you guys or met up with brock
1: yeah um love brock super down-to-earth guy and i had this like pretty much this similar conversation with him as well about community and getting kids stoked on writing and uh i think he really appreciated our conversation and i think he's trying to do something similar as well like he wants to get kids hyped up and brock's such like the the nicest guy and he's such a dude just a good dude i told him i'm like besides gary young you're like probably one of the nicest guys in DMX like dude speaking of gary young you saw his 11 minute banger part that just came out yeah that's unbelievable video of the year video of the year he's gonna be in his 40s
0: he's pushing it i don't i don't know if he's in his 40s yet but I mean, I think i'm 36 he's, he's i think there.
1: he's at least 40 years older than me. Yeah. he's got to be like he's 39 or 40. it's i was i think back to watching drop the hammer on
0: video google like oh my god and he was killing it back then but just to see this is just like
1: whoa like you don't remember him from san diego bmx yeah i don't
0: remember that those
1: sd bmx yeah. days the fudger fudger days that was back in the uh um forum days
0: yeah I remember BMX forum and like bike guide or something, but there was so many, there was BMX board. There's the come up board. I, I, eventually there was SD BMX, Midwest BMX, SW Before BMX. social media, yeah. there were forums. Yeah.
1: And that's where you would post your videos and people would see your, like, that yeah. was the first like social media, like there I was a forum. and
0: a hundred views on a video on a forum was like, whoa, <laughs> and then 10 comments, <laughs> like keep it up Canode. And I'm like, oh this is God. so cool.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, BMX board. My name was Eric Bauman sucks. Nice. Thanks Chad. Eric Chad, Chad, sucks. Would, Chad would <laughs> set that up for me. I'm like, can you set up a, a, a thing for me? He's like, yeah. And he just like entered. <laughs> like, God damn it. Good. Because back then, like it was really, it was very, um, only so many people could get in. And so like once like he submitted it, I was like, huh i can't i can't get back in so i was like i can't wow. can't change my name or whatever but
0: that's fine eric bauman sucks anyways yeah <laughs> it's like tra- right. trade Jones sucks so we got to do the questions that i hit everybody with the the mount rushmore are you prepared do you have your all-time mount oh, Rushmore should, ready?
1: W- should we go through the questions or yeah
0: let's do it i'm gonna take a pee break real quick and then we'll be back with mount rushmore
1: okay i actually have to pee too <laughs>
0: All right, Eric, who's your Mount Rushmore? Your favorite favorite riders of all time, four of them. There's four faces on Mount Rushmore.
1: Um, well, first it's, yeah, it starts off with Rap Then there's uh, Jason Enns, and then Kevin Porter. KP was a huge one. Nice. Um, I can see that in your riding. All three of those are basically define my riding and my style, um, except for none of, none of them are free coaster riders, but... Um. The f- what would the fourth one be? I feel like that's the hardest one, because I have the three right away, and then the fourth. Um...
0: Who's it gonna be?
1: Hmm. That's a hard. One. <laughs> I'm stumped. I just Rick
0: Moliterno. He was the first free coaster rider. Uh.
1: Um... <laughs> Not really, but. He was one of of. the, yeah, innovators of of free coasting back then.
0: Um, I learned that from the Ratboy episode. He was sitting right there. Your Mount Rushmore guy was right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ratboy's dope. Um, I feel like it's actually kind of weird. Now thinking back about it, there were a couple of free coast riders that like, before I even knew what free coasting was, was uh, Lucky. Yeah, yeah, like he was free coaster. Yep. Um, there was Paulo Sica was on standard, was a flatlander, but I just loved his style. Like his his flatlander, flat landing style was so unique, and I just loved it. Um, but as far as actual Mount Rushmore, like
0: it doesn't have to be a free coaster, riding, right? Man, well, the free coaster we'll talk about on a separate question.
1: I would say. I mean, man, I don't know. <laughs> it was indecisive. literally because I feel like those, those first three was like yeah. were the people I looked up to. And I feel like Rat after... Ratboy,
0: Jason Enns, and Kevin Porter.
1: And I feel like after KP, it was like when I became my own person. And I feel like that's when I stopped looking up to people and started doing my own stuff, if that makes sense.
0: So then Eric Ballman is your fourth.
1: No, not me. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's a lot of people that are influential. I think... I think seeing just creative people i think is what what gets me so i mean honestly it's not someone i looked up to but i definitely like i really appreciate is like eric elstrand's Fuck yeah solid choice that's a great mountain restaurant that's a like, unique he one. he can do anything and everything and it's uh unique it's creative it's mind-blowing and it's just his personality is just like hilarious. I love him. Like, yeah, he's he's a funny dude. Um, solid.
0: I yeah. Um, that's a solid one. Who's the? And I was the the next question is was going to be like early free coaster influences, like, because I had just learned that Rick Mullet. I'm I'm clueless. I would learned Rick Mullet, was on a coaster before. Rap I think Boy it was like uh, it was Br- and, Bruce Grisman.
1: Yeah. Um, and the Ian Schwartz. Like those were the, I think the two biggest of like what started free coasting so safe. in the modern day i yeah. feel like they're they uh, amplified uh that riding people like holy shit you can i think he like fakie up a three-stair and people oh he fakie barred up a three-stair yeah he like, did freaked out i mean yeah to, to this day still that's crazy up a three stairs. pretty I mean, crazy even a fakie hop up a three stairs is, is yeah. kind of crazy in itself mm-hmm.
0: um and i remember ian schwartz doing a loose full cab down like a six stair that was just like going fast and no pedal pressure and just like weird wiggle just interesting style is so good
1: yeah pegless like uh We've both him and, and chrisman were, were pegless
0: yeah um and Chrisman's style was so unique he would like purposefully do the indian giver style and nolly cabs before they were big and fakie nollies and using stairs and he unique did the ways. he like,
1: did like the biggest fakey hop downstairs he did like a i forget it was like in end a facade or something like twelve stairs like something. 12 stair and people are like holy
0: Yeah, shit. there's definitely a clip out there of Bruce Christman doing one of the biggest fakey hops ever. It's gnarly. Like yeah. you could
1: you could die so easily on something like that.
0: That's a scary trick. That's probably the scariest thing I've done is like a fakey hop down at eight or nine or whatever that one. Ten stair. That's a ten stair in Scottsdale, <laughs> Dude, that's the scariest yeah. scariest trick ever going that's backwards down, down a big set.
1: Yeah, you you gotta you're you're committed and you're blind. Um and you can hit your head. Yeah
0: you can hit your head doing anything True. anyway
1: yeah oh brain bucket guy now is that a it's a requirement from gt right it's not a requirement but it's it's they they don't want to post anything that require or that uh that if, you're not wearing a helmet that you're not wearing a helmet they yes. have they have to post things that are of riders wearing helmets yeah they don't demand it of you they just say we're we we can not repost your shit if you're not wearing a helmet that's pretty fair That's yeah not, so it's like crazy. so if if um if I wanted to wear a helmet, I was like, okay, sure. I'm like that's honestly a good reason. Yeah. You know, when when they when I talked to Z, he's like, We do it's not a requirement, but we ask that you uh, that you wear it just so we can repost your stuff. But like you know, you can ride without a helmet whenever you want, but um, just for us to actually repost it, like we just like we ask that you yeah. wear a helmet from time to time. I'm like, Okay, cool, Mike, that's honestly like a good reason for me to just wear a helmet. Like yeah. I just took it as an excuse to I'm like, okay, I'm a helmet guy now. I'm a helmet guy now, and it there's really no winning the argument of like, I don't want to
0: wear a helmet, and it's just like, oh, okay, well, like, why? You know, like I recently had this talk with somebody, and it's just like, yeah, you, you're, you're right. It's probably smart to wear a helmet. Yeah, you know.
1: And I went all these years without any pads, nothing, and the helmet was the beginning, and then I got I got the worst shinner. I got stitches for the first time in my life, busted open my shin, and yeah. like. I should wear shin pads. <laughs> like, why well, haven't been doing this in my whole fucking life? Yeah. And it's a game changer. And I'm like, um, then I was out filming with you, and I rolled the crap out of my ankle, and I was yeah. out for like a month and a half. And I, I was like, I should guards. get an ankle, ankle brace. Yeah. So now I'm wearing ankle brace, uh, shin pads, helmet. Um, still no knee pads. I might get knee pads because um, I'm I'm, like, I'm already there. Might as well throw on like those the slim ones. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just protecting yourself as you get older but I wish I I viewed it as a younger kid and because there's the stigma behind it that oh you look cheesy or it's dorky like you look like a fucking nerd but like how many more days could I have been riding if I didn't like hurt myself like the shinners the busted up knees the rolled ankles like how much more riding could I have done with that stuff it's crazy how how many more tricks I could have tried and not been scared because I know like, yeah. oh, I've got pads on, I'm not gonna hurt myself. It's
0: crazy how much of a part of the game is just being hurt. Like BMX doesn't come, you can't reach anywhere in BMX without no. being injured mm. and going through pain. And I don't know, at this point, pads are so low key now, like shadows, like- Invisalite. Super. Yeah, like- Yeah, you, they're, they're you don't see them. You don't know that I'm wearing pads when I'm wearing, I'm wearing pads right now for this podcast and you can't <laughs> fucking tell. <laughs> it's fire. Shadow yeah. shadow.
1: Yeah, they're they're great. Um, I love how slim they are. They yeah, it, it's a little weird at first, but now I I don't even notice it. Yeah, it's just something you get used to, and I'm glad that I wear that. I'm glad I wear it on my helmet. Um, you know, our friend Joey passed away recently from yeah. hitting his head. Um, freak not accident. from riding, but just yeah, a freak accident. Cart. Yeah, and that was like, oh my god, like freak accident. You could literally just like walk outside your door, trip on the fucking the.
0: Life is fragile. Yeah. And yeah. I'm
1: like, I don't want to, You know, the littlest thing could take me out. I'm like, I, that's not worth it. Um, so that's another reason why I'm like, there's no reason why I shouldn't wear a helmet. Um, I'm doing, uh, what, does anybody make fun of football players for wearing helmets? Right. Yeah. Does anyone make fun of a baseball player for wearing? No. Like yeah. wh- it, why is it our sport? It's too cool to wear when we're doing like gnarly shit, when we're jumping off roofs and we're like, you know, like, doing a truck trucking down like a 15 stair like el toro or something and you're like
0: would have been cooler if he wasn't wearing that stupid helmet yeah it's like
1: what <laughs> it's are like, we doing to ourselves yeah. like why are we so hard on ourselves like everything's got to be so cool and i it's just for feel the like aesthetic
0: it's for the and the I, skater, I get that and i was look. like
1: that for the longest time but yeah. maybe it's just as i'm getting older i'm like what does it matter same like why yeah. like why did i have that belief and it's and it's because i feel like it's the other people around you when everyone says that you're like oh yeah it's it's fucking lame yeah but now as i got older i'm like fuck that i'm wearing a helmet like i'm not gonna hurt myself i'm not gonna be out i'm not gonna miss out on you know opportunities or even my own life because yeah. i didn't want to wear a helmet yeah it's funny so, how that
0: works you get older and then you're like oh yeah none of the those people's opinions don't matter because like, you're young and you're, you're like, like you oh your i'm choices.
1: invincible i can i'll live till 150 and then you get older and you're like Damn that went by fast. Yeah, time really isn't <laughs> yeah, damn, that, that long. <laughs> like I, yeah. I, you know, I want to live another thirty-six years. So yeah, um, yeah, just taking care of yourself and that's uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Let's see that phone. Let's get the audience submitted submitted questions. I'll scroll through, pick a couple, and then uh, speaking of time flying, we got to get out of here. Just past our bedtime. All right, popular guy. Uh, speak on the Arizona scene, past and present. West Side Air- Legends. Shout out Clay. What is up?
1: What up, Clay? Um, the AZ scene, past and present. Initially, the AZ scene was the Sombra, Rapoy, Gon's, Smoker Dave. That's where I think the true AZ scene kind of like started. Um, and then it morphed into. Um, I, I think the next per- people to come up was uh, Casey Badger sure was living here at the time he lived here for a short amount of time but yeah they were riding together and then um i think that's like kind of like around the time when we came in like me chadwick sam dustin um just basically the i got i got work, I got crew, work crew yeah is like kind of like that next surgeons uh you know clay and robbie were there with us as well the whole az scene was really Egg big. Leg. Peg Leg. Well, they weren't yeah. from here, but yeah, they were on Peg Leg. Um, then you had the whole Phoenix Skate Park crew. It was actually Vans at the time. is that at Metro Center Mall's Vans, but then they went under and it turned into Phoenix Skate Park. And that was the really big scene of like all those kids. Um, that's when Road Fools, uh, I think that's when Road Fools 9 came in. I never got to go there. And that was actually when it was still Vans and funny thing random thing about roadfuls um was it nine whatever one they came here I accidentally took gary young's bag <laughs> we had the exact same Odyssey backpack <laughs> and I came home and I opened it and there's just cash in this funky white just ten thousand dollars funky little white thing called an iPod I'm like what the fuck is this thing oh no shit and it was like back when like it just came out I'm like yeah. what I don't mean, like and like the like,
0: OG with the four touch buttons and the circle mm-hmm. in the center? Wow. Like the first like, yeah.
1: He, yeah. And I was like, oh fuck, like I must have grabbed the wrong bag. And I, I didn't know who's whose it was. And so I called, I knew I left my phone in my bag. So I called my phone and luckily like Gary picked up and I was like, hey, did I leave my bag there? I think I grabbed the wrong bag. And he's like, yeah, dude, like totally. Um, this is where we're at. We're in the like the RV right now. So I drove out there, met up with him. We exchanged bags and nice. That was like the first interaction I had with Gary Young. It's pretty funny. <laughs> that's crazy. With me stealing yeah. his shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> um, but that whole that whole uh, Phoenix skate park scene with like Andy Leland. Um, yeah, legend. Dude, he's that's that's honestly that could be a, a Mount Rushmore type of guy. Like he was so underrated. He did the crank arm double bar spin. Yeah
0: on, grind on a rail, double bar spin in the middle. While grinding. Yeah,
1: that's pretty cool. Uh, that was super dope. He
0: actually was at the skate park when I was trying to learn tailwinds back in the day and told me the exact same thing that Dustin told you. Perch your legs up like a bird of prey. Really? Yeah, so oh. maybe it's worked its way from him to Justin. You know. uh,
1: yeah, that was a big scene. Uh, was uh, then, I think it kind of, it was the i got work stuff at, around the same time like clay and robbie were really big in, in, into the street scene yeah they're doing the street fighter jams yeah so dope like those were so much fun um i uh i think it, it was i don't know if it was the first one or the second one i won i think that won the first one um i did the 180 fakie grind up the rail at deck park yeah um and Brock
0: asked me if anybody had done that when he was in town yeah he asked me yeah
1: I told him I was like oh I did that like 12 years ago (laughs) not trying to flex but I was just like it's just weird like ABD bro that still Uh, blows my mind that doesn't seem like me to do something like that you get hyped up at a jam yeah that's true um jams are so much fun um to then I think morphing into the mediocre era I think the mediocre era was. That's got a good ring to it. I like that. I like that. Yeah, it's like the Jurassic period. <laughs> yeah, the mediocre period. <laughs> uh, there's the, me- the mediocre period where everyone was living uh, in-, in Tempe. Yeah, like that that mediocre house. I lived like down the street from you. Yep. Everyone that that was a really fun time, and I think everything shortly after that faded away. I feel like there was like a a for a, us
0: at least a little bit. Yeah, but I there there's always bit there's always crews that. Like i don't even know about right now but zach beerley lives with chandler yeah or not chandler uh brain right now and they're they're mm-hmm. out riding all the time nick bonnell's been carrying the torch for yeah. eight years nine years at this point and yeah i don't know you're it's hard to put in, like label a crew now but it's we're we're, we're all still kicking just but i don't know it's slower
1: yeah i don't know if it's if, if it's a thing with social media that people are more like spread out and doing their own thing where yeah. there's like Less groups of people like oh right, it's yeah. the Vegas crew oh it's like the SD crew oh it's right like because there always used to be like a city and you would know that group of people and now it's like right well, everybody's th- an individual yeah. everybody's their own like media company. everyone's their own brand
0: yeah. yeah uh is there anything in your Chandler Golden is there anything in your BMX career you wish you would have
1: done differently we kind of talked about that like wearing a helmet or all that shit what I would have done differently is um focus on building up my own brand. I think I would have worked on myself more as an individual because I think a lot of people think that the sponsor is the way to get to where you want to, but they're just using you as a pawn essentially. Like you're just the advertisement. You need to like work on yourself, build up your own skills, your own presence, especially now with social media and like all the different brand deals you can get and stuff like that. It's like work on yourself to become your own entity. Um, and expand on that, and yeah. I, I think the perfect example of that would be like Nigel.
0: Yeah, agreed. He's, Nigel, I think um, Jaron Barbosa is doing a good job with that.
1: Yeah, Jaron is doing. Yeah, <sighs>
0: who else is doing that right now? Outside, like taking BMX. Nigel is just the perfect example. He's a you know,
1: shoo, he made it. himself the brand versus the yeah. brand making like sponsoring him. Like, I'd say
0: Austin Augie did a good job of that. He Austin's took, good. Um, parlayed his BMX. Brad, Brad. Actually, you oh, know Brad's what? Killing it. Yeah.
1: The actual the reason why i really got back into the whole like the last year getting into tiktok and everything was because of brad hearing his origin story of like coming back into it and going full force and like going hard on social media just
0: giving it a year and just I like think, just right.
1: going hard on it and now he's at where he's at because he just went full on yeah and my biggest uh regret is that i i took my my jobs too seriously i was so worried about income that i'm like i can't I couldn't go full time being right. a writer. rider. I couldn't just like take off work and go on these trips and like do all these things because I was like so dedicated to work Yeah. that I was it wasn't I wasn't able to grow as a rider and do more things and go on more trips. But that's its own thing. Yeah, so. I got work.
0: I got work. Uh, I am curious about this one. Tyler Cryan says the ranch contest. What is the ranch contest?
1: The ranch contest is when I worked at Corner's Pasty. I was uh right next door to corners Passy it was chiba hut and they had this a ranch chugging contest oh no i would, i don't want to know did, did you win and me being the Chiba ass that it was <laughs> if you win we'll give you free chiba hut for a year i'm like holy shit this is fucking amazing i'm like <laughs> i'm down so during my shift i took a break and i said all right i'm gonna go do this contest and i'm gonna come back i literally went over there by myself on my lunch break like the middle of the night they had it at night for some reason and there was this 32 ounce bowl of ranch i'm gonna throw up dude homemade ranch the ranch that they make in house they said okay there's this bowl of ranch and here's like bread so like after you chug it you have to like wipe it clean with the bread like to wipe it all out don't stop until someone tells you that you're done like just keep going I'm like okay i all right i got this so they he said, they count down and I, I lifted it up and I thought it was like going to go down like, like a drink and it was like, Oh shit. Like <laughs> I had to stop myself and like had to like slurp it down. It was like a smoothie. It's like, you know, it's, yeah. it's so thick. So I was sitting there drinking the whole thing. I got down to it. I was like wiping it out and I'm, I ate like the last piece and the guy's like, Oh, he got it. He did it. I'm like, okay, sweet. So I stopped and I'm like, Oh man, I was like sitting there for a second as the other guy across from me, is like just about to like finish up. And I hear some other guys like, no, like his bowl, there's a little bit more, like he's gotta get more. And I'm like, so I just like grab like another piece of bread and like wipe it like even more, like so it's like spotless and I eat that. And then the guy next to me backed out super early cause he's like, fuck, he took like one sip, he's like, no way. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what, fuck this. I'm gonna seal the deal and just take like a huge gulp of his, like I'm gonna go above the 32 ounces and drink like 40 ounces. Yeah. So I grabbed his bowl and took like a huge chug of it and put it down. <laughs> and that guy had just finished like before I put my bowl down. Um, And they were like, Chiba Hut is a sandwich shop that is all weed related for people who don't know. Legendary. There are a bunch of stoners there and they don't know who won. They're like, who do we choose? We we don't know. So they're like, all right, everyone cheer for this guy. And I want cheer for this guy. All his friends were there and I was by myself. So the guy fucking won. (laughs) And I got shot. They gave me like a couple subs and I'm like, like good 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 effort but then uh yeah i went i had to go back to my job and i felt miserable i threw up like three times as you should it was i would hope you throw up it was horrible that. so that's that's the ranch story Fuck the ranch <laughs> <laughs> i, I love ranch. a Seinfeld
0: episode that's a kramer thing dude
1: i didn't like ranch for like two weeks but uh, now i'm back on it i love <laughs> ranch
0: right. uh chadwalk asks what is a triple thick milkshake a triple
1: thick milkshake. Um, this ties back into me working at McDonald's. I, I loved, knew it. I loved milkshakes and right. they um, called them triple thick milkshakes. So I invented, uh, I didn't invent it, but it was the, um, like Bruce Crisman would do it as well, the fakie uh, slider bar spin. Like you're going fakie and you do yeah. a bar spin on flat ground. Like, ah, triple thick And so milkshake. I would do a bar to bar back to bar. So yeah. it was a triple bar. And so I named it the, the triple, triple thick, thick milkshake. milkshake.
0: That's pretty good. Uh, that cat Jake. man, I haven't seen you in a minute, Jake. Coolest place BMX has taken you.
1: The coolest place I've been, I would say, is um, we, all of my friends, uh, we went to Europe in 2010 for like five weeks. We just road tripped all the way around Europe. We went to we flew into London, took the train to Brussels uh went to prague like you know czech republic we went to uh amsterdam we went to germany berlin um went all the way down to rome you guys did it we yeah we did the whole europe like loop um we took a a ferry over to barcelona because the train was broken at that point so we like took this boat to barcelona up through france and then back up to the uk and then back out so amazing the Europe, the Euro trip was Euro trip was definitely the best.
0: I can't believe I never did a Euro trip. I did Barcelona for like 10 days with Freed, yeah. but uh, anyway. Barcelona's magical. It really is. I gotta do a Euro trip before I'm too old. Yeah. Um, train station comes through with a bunch of questions. Uh, I mean, rapid fire, how tall are you and what are the specs on your bike?
1: I am six foot tall. Right now my bike is, uh, my top tube is 21 and a half. 21 and a half. oh yeah. shit, okay.
0: And And then- I
1: I asked for a 21 and they were, GT was out at the time. And they said, what, twenty and seven quarters, 20.75 or 21 and a half. I'm like, well, I don't want to go smaller. I'll just go big. So it was weird to get used to at first, but now I I love it. I don't notice any difference. And then Zach DePate says pro
0: tips for content creation. But I think you should just follow Eric as you already do and ask him to make reels about content creation. I think you would, I think you should create Cause like what you were talking about with your creating shit for BMX, creating stuff for Pace, like you're a content creator expert at this point. It'd be cool. I would watch some stuff with tips, like just little shit that you said in this interview. Honestly, just like taking a trend and how to make it at your own and yeah, like how to apply it. Yeah, yeah. Like you could be a yeah. I think that's the, the best answer media to coach. that. Is, yeah,
1: is um yeah.
0: I love it, man. <clears throat> and just like that our podcast has wrapped. <coughs> it's time for me to go to bed. Bobby's sleeping. It's, Tired Bobby. It's it's ten o'clock. <laughs> Eric, thanks for coming on. Um any last words or piece of advice for all the all the peoples out there? Uh
1: just ride bikes and have fun.
0: Ride bikes, have fun. Beautiful. All right. Adios, amigos. Peace. Hey, congratulations. You reached the end of the video. Thank you for watching. Hope you enjoy. I'll see you next week with Ron Bonner. Why did I wink? Fuck off, just like and subscribe.